No G with a Z. P-O-D. What is up, Gunslingers, Posse, and Brahmas? Uh, yeah. Nation. Brahma Country. Calling that. Brahma Country. I love it. Um, hey, okay. it's the Smoking Guns Podcast. Even though it's the offseason for San Antonio football, we told you we would be coming online when we had big news and yesterday we got big news we are the smoky guns podcast we are a podcast that deals exclusively with professional football in san antonio that includes the san antonio brahmas of the question xfl Hmm. yep ish thing for Um, now (laughs) and the san antonio gunslingers of the indoor football league it feels good to finally be able to say that we have we have heard rumors for a while we have known that there was something in the works but yesterday the team finally announced that they will be joining the indoor football league the ifl Uh, it's a good thing we're yeah moving on up to the very top by yes. the way, what's up, my gunslingers posse family? Hey, um, that's Leo. Yep. <laughs> and that's RC. Hey, and I'm beautiful Phillip. people. Just in case you're listening and not seeing us, and you're like, who are these voices? Those are those voices. <laughs> uh, Leo, you were saying. Um, yes. Uh, it's a good thing we're not on a weekly schedule right now, because I feel <laughs> like if we were we'd we'd slip up and and say the old league rather than the IFL quite a few times like that's going to take a little bit of getting used to but now that we're kind of like on a monthly thing we'll mentally kind of get in that groove where we won't slip up as much we'll have some guests joining us in a few minutes James Steubing from the Gunslingers will be joining us we expect Todd Tryon the commissioner of the IFL to join us possibly also oh. Tom Manas, uh head coach and general manager of the Gunslingers will be joining us Um, So let's do something and get something out of the way, because when those guys come on, I want to talk IFL. Um, But let's start with where what we're seeing uh, in the rearview mirror right now. And let's mention, I have nothing but fond memories uh, of the NAL for the most part. There are times that I got really frustrated in the NAL. Um, There are things that I wish they had done better. Uh, The, Gibson thing was a big thing for me last year, and we right. have probably made that pretty clear yep. um, over, over the past few months uh, that we didn't like the way that was handled. And we didn't like that Gibson did it, but I liked even less how the league handled it. Um, I've got nothing but, uh, well, not nothing but, but mostly fond memories of the NAL. I think the NAL was exactly where the gunslingers needed to be over the past two seasons. However, it was very clear to me as that season drew to the close last year that it was time to move on. And so I was not in any way um, upset when I began to hear the rumblings of us moving up and out and on to something bigger. And that's what we're doing. The IFL is bigger. It is established. It is a real league for lack of a better word. And, and that makes it sound like I'm saying the NAL is not a real league. It is, but it has its it, issues. The IFL is stable. Yes, True. the That's IFL the is stable. <clears throat> it has been around for 16 years. It has plenty of teams in it, which was something that always frustrated us 
um, this this six and seven or five and six or four teams by the end of the year. Uh, or no, five. I guess we had five teams by the end of the year this year. Um, it they have a real staff, uh, and we want to talk to the commissioner a little bit about that when we get him on here in a few minutes. Um, they don't just have a couple of guys trying to do all of that. Cody Brooks checking in our his favorite yeah. crew. Well, hey, one of our favorite uh folks. OG gunslingers. Yeah. Gunslingers stuff. Uh the gunslingers colors. Um and we recognize that lots of changes are coming. Um, and so we don't know if that will be the case moving into the new season. I have offline talked to Cody a little bit about that, and I I know where he is and I know what he uh is hoping for, or at least I think I do. Um I hope he doesn't need to play in the IFL because he's going to play in the XFL, USFL, NSFL, whatever they're calling the damn thing. Whatever but, it is. I would prefer, yeah. uh, honestly. Uh, barring yeah. that, I would love to see him back in San Antonio. But, you know, if he can move on to something bigger and better, that would be my preference because sure. I think right. that he is that kind of player that deserves that. And wherever you go, Cody, we'll be your three fans. Three fans. For sure. For sure. He's gonna have more uh, than three fans, but we'll be. Three well, just on this podcast, we have a yeah, right, First right. So the IFL, uh, sixteen teams right now. Our understanding is that the Gunslingers will play in the Western Conference. And Leo RC, if there's one thing that bothers me, one thing that bothers me about this yes, whole thing, what? it is that if there is, I'm not even sure oh. I, I'm bothered by this, but if there's one thing that bothers me. It is the fact that the San Antonio Gunslingers, it appears, will be in the Western Division, while the Frisco Fighters up in my home yeah. Metroplex area will be in the Eastern Division, and we will not be division rivals with our Texas, uh, uh, other Texas team. That's weird to me. Yeah, well, that dividing line goes like right between the two cities. Somebody's computer is. What is happening? What is that? It's like it's like. The beginning of the office, only not um, over and over again. <laughs> Is that me? I don't think that. I know it's not me. It's I'm stopped, it over the but Leo stopped. Oh, you're right. Leo did stop. So, um, RC. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, you're you're still active in here, right? Yes. So RC, what uh, what are you? We just got this news yesterday. What about you? What are you excited about, or what are you looking at, or what what kind of questions do you have? Like this, this brings up some questions. Um, well, I, I'm what were related. your first thoughts here in the IFL? Uh, my first thought was, yay, we have a numerous amount of teams to play against. Sixteen, that's a good number. You know, yes. we started off with eight, then that went to seven. And then it went to like six and five. And so I don't think um, even the schedule was fair because some teams got more games than the others. And I just did not like that. I don't think it was fair. And so with 16 teams, I feel like everyone has a better chance of, you know, having an equal amount of playtime. That's sure. what I'm excited about. What about you, Philip? Uh, I'll tell you all about some of my questions and stuff, but speaking of questions, Dave Williams has one. He says, how many regular season games will be played? 
how many teams make the playoffs. We are hoping to get some of those very answers yes. um, from Commissioner Todd Tryon here in a few minutes uh, when he checks in. Or from James Steubing. I, I have a feeling he will have some idea uh, about that as well. But that's all those kind of questions. Those are the kind of questions um, mm -hmm. that pop to mind. Uh, my first thought on the IFL was, I don't, I have never um, been excited by the IFL style of play. I sit at home, I watch football whenever I get a chance. Um, I have turned on IFL games both live and uh, recorded. I never can seem to engage in them very well. I don't know why that is. I am thinking a lot of it is simply because I don't have a connection to it. And now I do. Um, that could be. I mean, now I will know some of these players. Now I will be watching uh, because it affects my team uh, in the gunslingers. And so I have a connection and that just amps up. It's just like fantasy football. Mm hmm. You know, when you don't play fantasy football, and there are seasons that I haven't played, um, you turn on the the uh, you know Kansas City Chiefs New York Jets game, and the only reason you're watching it is the beginning of the year. When you're in fantasy football, either you or the guy you're playing against have something, uh, right. have have some sort of connection to the game, and so you're watching it for something. So maybe just having a connection into the IFL will change. Um, the way I watch it and the way I interact with it. But I am willing to trade a style of play, that arena style of play that we did in the NAL, which, by the way, is not what the NAL is doing anymore. They're keeping the nets. They're getting rid of Ironman. They're going to a more indoor football look. So we wouldn't have kept that in the NAL anyway, that style of play it doesn't look like. They're going to a more indoor style in the NAL. Um but I am willing to change the style of play to my second favorite indoor version um, and hopes that I will learn it and love it like I do the arena version of what we've been mm -hmm. playing for the stability and the, the, the big time kind of feel of a real uh, league. And again, I'm not saying that the NAL is not a real league, but this just right. feels different. This feels bigger. This feels better. This feels more substantial, yeah. I guess, is a good word for it. One thing Are that you... I was worried about was, <clears throat> is it going to be as interactive as it was with the NAL, with the arena? You know how we were right there, like almost literally in the game sometimes, you know? Is that going to be, because I like that element. I felt connected with the players. I felt connected in the game. And I don't know if I'm going to feel that same way with the arena, with the indoor. So now that I'm past these technical difficulties and <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, Leo. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways. Um, yeah. To, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, RC. Um, I think a lot of that experience, um, the layout of, of the arena, I don't think is going to change much. I mean, they may have to do some things about the dasher boards or closing off the end zone. I'm not sure on that. That's something we may can, maybe can find out uh, this evening. Uh, yep. But as far as the in-game experience and and what you're talking about and being engaged, um, I, I – I can see that continuing with the organization itself, with the gunslingers and well, and the ownership group. Um, and uh, as far as the league, the, the biggest thing and the biggest change I think we have to get used to is the lack of the nets. 
now that we've gotten used to that and that element of the game and what that brings to the game, and there's a lot of uh, um, an aspect of... But it was one year. Like, we only dealt with that for Yeah, but... Like, it was I know, but we get so attached. Yeah. But it's, we, it's, we were married. We, were, we started dating quick with those nets. I mean, we just caught on. Those nets well, were sexy, but they, now they're, they're gone. They were a lot of fun. I, I'm not going to lie. They were. The one thing that I'm really going to miss in this move, like the one big thing I'm going to miss is the nets. I'll be really honest. Like that was the only thing that I was like, gee, I'll really miss the nets. Um, other than that, like I'm excited about this. Hey, you know who else is excited about this move? Who? The San Antonio Gunslingers. And we have the president um, and co-owner of the San Antonio Gunslingers with us. He's James Steubing. You've seen him on our show before. James, how you doing, sir? I'm doing awesome. You've been busy. It has been a crazy Whirlwind. few weeks. So tell us about the decision-making process that led you guys to the IFL moving away from the NAL. And you know us, and we've already had this conversation offline. We're not dogging on the NAL. It was just time for something new yeah. and something bigger and more substantial. And that's what we moved into. Um, it's not about getting away from the NAL. It's about going to something new and better for the San Antonio Gunslingers right now, right? right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, this year was tough to see Albany crumble and then Fayetteville struggle and finally fold. Um, and then it, by the end of the season, we were looking at it was us and uh, the Cobras. So we knew that we had to make a decision that was right for our organization, right for our fans. And... Um, we looked around. Uh, we looked at the AFL, the IFL, the, um, you know, we looked at everything that was out there. And uh, the IFL was the, the right place to be. We feel like it's uh, 16 solid teams. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we got the Sharks, which was a great NAL team. I'm glad to see they were still with us. We're, uh, Steve Cran and I talk on a regular basis. And mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it was it's just a, a perfect, perfect fit for us. The, the level of professionalism. Uh, the vetting that, that we had to go through, um, the kinds of things that they uh, demand and look for. And uh, we know we're not going to run into the kind of problems we had this year with, with the NAL. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you said you checked out everything. You you honestly mm -hmm. went to the drawing board late in the season. I know because you and I had some conversations. Um, and you kind of laid out every option on the table and said, we may go any of these directions right. we have all of these options able you were in contact with the afl you obviously were connected to the nal and then you had contact with the ifl yep. uh and and you began to do your process of information finding even before you made contact with any of those outside sources because um that's the way this works why exactly. why did this one uh, just rise to the point where uh, this is this is the right move for us at this time. Uh, you know, the teams in this league are, are good brands. They're uh, competitive teams. Um, I, just in talking with the, the commissioner about the way things are ran and the things that would be uh, expected of us in order to enter, I knew that we were dealing with another level. Um, the AFL might happen, you know, there's all kinds of talk about what's, where that's going. Sure. And that's fine if Maybe. it does. And yeah. I, you know, I, I hope it does and, um, good for them if it does, but, uh, we just felt like the I, IFL was the most solid choice to, to put our, put our eggs in that basket and know that we're going to have a, a solid season, a competitive season, 
and sure. um, and it would really elevate us. We're, you know, this year is we're elevating in so many different ways uh, with Coach uh, Tom Minas coming on board, uh, the right. best coach um, arguably in indoor football. Um, we you know we wanted to also be in the best league, and that's that's right. how we made that choice. You've you've mentioned the vetting process and and that being a big part of your decision or, you know, a factor in, in the decision and what the league required or asked of the gunslingers organization. Can you share a little bit of what those requirements or those, those questions that they looked into war? I mean, obviously there's going to be some things that, that aren't to be made public, but is there anything about that that kind of jumps out you, that you can share? Sure. Um, one factor is, you know, they, they look at, expansion teams differently than than established teams um obviously an established team is you know knows how to run things and and probably can operate on a leader budget um you're looked at you're looking at um you know your your financials they're you know making sure that you know uh any kind of unforeseen problem that might pop up isn't going to cause the the dominoes to fall and and create you know financial havoc in your life, and then you don't you can't keep your team going, and everybody hurts when we've that never happens. seen that happen before. That's never <laughs> no, happened. No, we've so, never seen an indoor team fold halfway through the year because they run out of money. That doesn't happen. Exactly right. Um, right. Um, Todd could when when, when uh, Todd comes on, he can uh, he can speak more to that. But those are the things well, that we saw. You know, that's a great segue because he is waiting uh, for us to bring him on. And I was just waiting uh, for an opportunity to do that. So you made that segue better than I could. You know, you. <laughs> I'm not a professional. You you know, uh, I don't do this for a living or anything. I couldn't I couldn't make it that way. Uh, he is Todd Tryon. He is the IFL commissioner. Todd, it's great for you to join us. We're really excited to have you on the show this quickly. Um, it took us a while to get... You're the second commissioner we've gotten, and the first one took us a while to get a hold of. Um, so for you to jump on in like the first opportunity, we really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, thank Phil, you. Leo. You bet. Uh, I'm readily available. So uh, you guys, you guys need anything? I, I pride myself, as, as James has probably figured out. Uh, I try to reply immediately and be readily available because when people want something. Uh, you better get it to them, or they're going to find uh, an answer from somebody else, and I'll probably probably be wrong. <laughs> so I can actually speak to that. I didn't know if I was going to tell the story or not, and you won't remember this, um, Commissioner. Uh, can I call you Todd? Is you, that okay? You bet. Commissioner okay. makes me feel <laughs> awkward, to be honest with you. I, I imagine so. Um, Todd, when we started our show, we got started following the Gunslingers way back in the very first season in the uh, AAL days. And at that time, before we ever kicked off playing a game of Gunslingers football, there was another entity that talked about putting a team in San Antonio and actually released a press release that said that they were going to be a part of the IFL uh, here in San Antonio. And I emailed you a random guy from a podcast that you knew nothing about in a market that you weren't in. And within the same day, you responded and told me that there, that that was probably premature of them to put out. And while you love the idea of having San Antonio as a market uh, and you would look, you were looking toward that maybe in 2021, that was not something that you knew a lot about. You didn't know me from anybody. You had no need to immediately respond to an email from some random guy, and you did. Um, and that said a lot to me. 
about the way that you do business and who you are. I remember that now three or four years later, um, and I was very excited about seeing your name pop back up as we joined the uh, IFL. And I was like, hey, I've emailed that guy, and he actually emailed me back. Well, I'll tell you what, Philip, we made the right move by not uh, accept, accepting that uh, membership into our league. Uh, you did. On, and I think they yeah. caused some trouble somewhere else, uh, but it wasn't in our league. They uh, did. Uh, they and, did. And, yeah. You know, we've, we've yeah. done a good job of being patient. We've loved that market, uh, but it, it takes good ownership. I keep saying we're looking for good people. And, uh, you know, that's what we found. And when I was down there the, the last couple of days is, uh, you know, with James and the Rackler family. I mean, they're really good people. And, you know, I look forward to the community supporting them because uh, that's really what it takes to, to, to run these. And, and if they don't get the support, then, you know, at some point it's, you know, why do it? And, uh, you know, so we're, we're glad we're patient to get into the market because we, we waited for the right people. And that's what we found. So let's talk a little bit about that for a second. Um, most indoor leagues we have noticed over the, our time in following indoor football are bringing in teams on kind of a warm body principle. Do you have a team? Do you have helmets? Do you have a place to play? Great. Come play in our league. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, we'll figure out, we'll do whatever it takes uh, financially to try to shoehorn you in early in the season. And then we'll just cross our fingers and hope we make it through the whole season. Um, that is not any particular league. That is a lot of leagues in indoor football. You uh, and the, the indoor football league operate completely differently I imagine there are teams that approach you that you say, nope, you don't have it. You're not ready to be on this level yet. We need more of a commitment, whether it's financially or fan base or whatever the case may be. Am I wrong in saying that there are probably applications that you guys deny for expansion from time to time? Well, yeah, I would say most of the teams you're seeing being announced here uh, have applied to us and they, they don't pass our test. And, you know, I'll be transparent with you there was a time where we probably would have accepted some of them you know mm -hmm. but when you start getting enough good owners uh you start <laughs> figuring out who the who the like i, I have to protect who's going to sit at the big round table at our owners meeting and it sure. better be like-minded people you know it better be good people that that have a business sense and ha have the money to to back it up and so philip you're you're 100 right uh, we've got to, once you stabilize and, and we stabilized, uh, two years ago, you, you no longer have to take a risk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't fault these leagues for bringing on some of these, you know, questionable teams because they're in a position where they have to take risks or they don't have enough teams to have a league. Right. And, you know, fortunately we've got ourselves in a position where we, we recruited and, and attracted enough good people who attracted good people to where you get to a point where you stabilize and, and now you can be picky. And, you know, as we grow, you get more picky. And, and that's really where we're at. You know, we actually have 18 teams because we've got two uh, already approved for 2025. And, and, and so you just keep raising the standard and raising the benchmark. And, and by doing that, you're just attracting better people. So I've got Todd, one more and then I'm going to let I'm going to let Leo uh, and RC go because I'm not the only person on this show, even though uh, word count. If you looked it up, I probably <laughs> double both of them. Um, so you say you're able to be picky, which means you chose at this point in time to, to allow San Antonio to be a part of the IFL. What about San Antonio made this one of those that you said yes to? 
you know, you're looking for multiple things. You're looking aid uh, demographics. Do they fit geographically in 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 your uh, in your map? And 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 they do. They've got two uh, travel partners to the north in Frisco and, and Tulsa, and they've got two to yep. the west in uh, Tucson and Albuquerque or, yep. or Duke City. And so they fit demographically. And and then obviously you're looking at the the quality of the ownership group. You know, are these the type of people that can sit around the round table with the rest of the owners and you know, as, as we went through that process and, you know, James can can attest it, you know, we, we, we go through the financials and make sure you are who you say you are and, and have what you say you have. And, and then, you know, you come on the board and, and you present and, and you meet the partners. And and still after that, there's still some stipulations that, that may or may not be put on you. And 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 through that, then, then you ultimately meet the people. And, you know, that was really it, it, it was I. I I kind of figured I, I knew what I was getting, but uh, I was probably even more uh, pleasantly surprised at, at, at what I was getting when I actually met the family and, and you know, saw the area. And, and so, as I say, it, it comes to demographics, it comes to ownership uh, arena. I mean, you got to make sure that they're in a quality arena that uh, fits your presentation. Uh, as we continue to grow with the gaming and, and the media side, you got to make sure that what is being presented on game night is, is a professional look. So you got to make sure that, you know, they're not in some, uh, you know, some some low budget arena, which which they're not, and and then operational rodeo barn, for we, instance. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we try to avoid those at, at all costs. But uh, and and then it comes to operations, and you know that was a concern we had in San Antonio, just because we didn't know, and and that mm-hmm. was the thing. I was I was uh, I, I was so relieved when I went down and met uh, you know it was James and and his son Jordan and and his daughter Morgan and you know Jordan's wife uh, April. You know that they. It, 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 it's truly a family business down there. And so operationally, yes. I felt so much better, you know, we at the league level can, can help coach them up. Uh, so, so they, you know, that they can ultimately put butts in the seats and, uh, are, are here for the long term. Well, hi, Todd, this yeah. is RC. Um, nice to meet you. And thank you again for coming on. And so, uh, you may have heard uh, San Antonio has a great fan base. So what team currently would be our biggest competition uh, having to do with the, the fan base? Well, RC, I will tell you, we have a, uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of rabid fan bases. And, okay. and so I would, uh, you know, I would challenge you, you know, right now our highest attended team is is there in, in Phoenix, Arizona Rattlers. Uh, they just okay. completed their, their 30th season, actually their 31st season. So they've had a lot of years of, of building their fan base and they average about 12,000 people uh, a game. This last year at Tulsa, they did an unbelievable job. A first-year expansion team. Uh, they're actually a hockey team uh, that that you know brought their hockey infrastructure into uh, the football world, and and they averaged about eight thousand people. And so they did a really good job. And and Green Bay up there in, in Wisconsin, that uh, they they they're our longest tenured ownership group, and and the Trinklers, and and uh, they had two sellouts, and, and their arena holds about seven thousand people. Uh, so, so they did a really good job, and and I would just say that you know what, most of our teams have a pretty solid fan base, and uh, you know I expect San Antonio to fit right in there with it, and uh, you know we're we're looking forward to, to to watching them grow. And to kind of follow up, do you know if any of the other teams have their very own podcast like the Gunslingers do? I, you know, no. Well, if they do, well, Northern Arizona has a podcast, but it's okay. in season only. All right. So you guys are now setting a new standard that I will let these other teams know <laughs> that San Antonio is already ahead of you uh, in, in at least one area. And that's the podcast side. And then the last follow up question would be, so 
So I started an organization called the Gunsling Hers, where we use females in football and family and community service. So I wanted to let you know that I will help any team out there that would like to increase their female fan base um, and football. I love it. Gunsling Hers. Good job, RC. Thank you. Yeah, RC is a real real go-getter and innovator, especially when it comes to finding ways to get the community and um, the female uh, football fans involved in everything around the organizations we have here at San Antonio. She does a great job. Uh, So, Todd, uh, don't be surprised. You will hear from RC uh, many times. If there's something you can help her with, she's going to reach out to you. Um, (laughs) So, Todd, uh, you've mentioned ownerships. You've mentioned... um, the the markets um you've mentioned the brands that are in the ifl that have history and are notable and recognizable what else can you say or what is the biggest thing that you would say the ifl offers to make it so competitive you said something in an interview recently where you said there was a the the last champion team the last team that won the championship the prior season had the worst record in in the league, and then they were able to turn things around um, and be competitive the following year. What about the IFL makes things like that possible? Coaching. I mean, it it always comes down to coaching. Our last two national champions, all right, IFL national champions, the previous year had one win. And so our 2022 winner, Northern Arizona, the previous year, they were one in 15. And, and last year, Bay Area, the previous season, uh, they're one in 15 or, or 14. And uh, both of them made coaching changes. You know, through coaching changes, it, it cleans house with, with players and, and they bring in their type of player. And, uh, you know, both of them did the, you know, they got hot when it, when it mattered most. And, you know, both of them came from the West, which San Antonio is going to reside in. And so, Leo, to, to answer your question, it, it it always comes down. Great ownership attracts great coaches, and and great coaches attract great athletes. And that's really what separates our league right now is we got the best coaches. Uh, well, we got the best owners, but we got the great. best coaches. We got the best athletes, and uh, that's ultimately why we got the best league right now. I'm doing a little bit of football math here. Just stick with me. Now, pay attention. <laughs> you just said that teams in the West that had low, uh, you know. Not very good IFL records the year before that had a brand new coach won the championship. Um, we had a zero and zero record in the IFL last year. We are in the West and we have Amanas <laughs> championship, baby. Championship. We don't even need to play. We don't even need to play the season. We already got That's- it. We're already done. Well, I Coach Manaz has already has already called the championship. <laughs> yep. And I think the one thing Coach is going to realize is is every single game, there's a pretty competitive team across the way. You bet. And you know, that's the one thing I pride ourselves in is last year our competitive balance was unbelievable. And our champion had five losses during the season. And uh it it uh, we we were it it came down to the last weekend to to set our playoffs. And you know, that's how it should be is you want everybody to stay engaged throughout the season. Even our last place team, uh, the Tulsa Oilers, uh, they finished the season 2-14, and 14, and 10 of their 14 losses, they led late in the fourth quarter, and they lost by less than a score. Yeah. You know, so it just you're only as good as the bottom of your league, and I'm telling you, the bottom of our league, uh, look, look for them to be in the playoffs this, this next year because that's the way the formula has been playing out. 
Uh, let's yeah. talk a little bit of nuts but, and bolts, like specifically um, some th- questions that I know fans have about the IFL because they may be learning about your league as we go. Um, salary cap? Is there some yeah, sort we, of salary we, cap structure? Yeah, we have a salary cap. We house you, we feed you, we pay your medical, and, and then we give you some some kick around money for the weekend. Uh, the biggest thing that, that we try to promote is we're a platform to advance your life, whether it's it's on or off the field. And, you know, I, I'm a perfect example that, you know, I started in 2000 as an indoor football player for Sioux Falls Storm and played for five years. I coached for four. I did a good job of networking myself, eventually bought the team I, I once played for and ran that for 10 years, went in seven championships, eventually sold it in 2019, took this position. And so without the plat- platform of, of what we offer, I mean, you could never achieve something like that. Sure. And, and so that's really what we try to uh, show these players is very small percentages is going to make it to to the next level. So, hey, let's help you network. And, and you know, that was one thing I love being an owner is seeing a player recruiting a good, high-character, educated athlete come into our community and see him settle here. And, and to this day, I still walk around and I see a lot of players that, you know, hold great positions in the community and gotten married and, and have kids. And, and that's really what you're trying to provide as a platform to, to help these guys advance. Speaking what of players, did you play? Oh, sorry. No, it's a good question. What position did you play? Uh, I was a safety. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of players, Todd, um, we've heard that there are some uh, roster regulations or restrictions in the IFL, at least in prior seasons. Is any of that going to change, or can you explain that for some of the, the fans that are watching that, that might not be used to those rules and what they can expect? Specifically veteran. Veteran players, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so ironically, it was called the Sioux Falls rule. is because in in 2016, we had just won our sixth sixth straight championship. And the the, the reason being is, is A, we had a great owner. uh, But B, uh, like all all the veteran athletes, the great athletes, they would migrate to the the best program. Mm -hmm. And and so what we end up having is when you got 21 guys suiting, you got 21 veterans – and, and you're playing against a bunch of teams that have first, second year, third year players. And so my best analogy is, you know, a college football team and team having all, you know, fifth year seniors playing freshmen and sophomores, you know, who, who's going to win that? And, and so I hated the rule when they first initiated it. You know, I felt like it was targeted at, at, at us because it was, as it's played, as it's played out, I'm telling you, it, it is one of the best rules uh, to help create competitive balance uh, because every team's only allowed so many of them. And, uh, you know, those, those it's seven and those seven, you better make sure you recruit the right ones because they dictate the culture of your locker room. And, and uh, it's, it's been a great, uh, almost a, another form of a salary cap uh, to where you can only have so many of them. What is the threshold for professional experience? Uh, is there, are there specific leagues that you tag as these are professional experience? Is it just IFL? How do you, yeah, how do you draw there, that There's line? two things that uh, if you've played in any uh, semi-pro professional team that can be tracked and you played in an, at least six games uh, during that season, it counts as a, a season of experience. And, you know, like any job, if, if you went to that job so many times during the year, I mean, that counts as a, a year on the job. And, and the other thing that uh, we've tagged it is if you turn 28 years old uh, by December 31st of the upcoming season, uh, that'll take you as a vet. Okay. 
Okay. Interesting. Uh, league uh, league play starts in – when does the season start? Is it April? Uh, camp report date is March 1. Uh, our, our opening week, week one, is March 16th weekend. Okay. And that okay. runs through uh, – July 13th. And... July 13th, and then our playoffs start, and we're still working on our championship game with our – our broadcast partner. It'll be either the, the second, I hope not the third week, but could be of August um, is where our championship game is going to lie. So we know, do we know how many, how many games, I mean, 16 teams, uh, you know, expansion. Uh, do we know how many games are going to be played in the season yet? Yeah, it's 16, eight, 16? Eight, eight home, eight away. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Nice and even. I like that. Uh, and you're going to have even, um, you're going to have even divisions this year. Divisions or conferences? How do you guys refer to them? Yeah, we're, we're conferences. We've got eight in the West, eight in the East, uh, four, four make the playoffs. Um, you know, so, so you've got an 18 playoff, two, two rounds, and then your championship game. And San Antonio is going to be in the West. Frisco is going to be in the East. So we don't get to have that uh, in conference rivalry just yet in Texas, right? No, but you will have the rivalry. We will make sure. And uh, when we put the schedule together, you know, the first thing we look at is finances. Uh, mm -hmm. We want to make sure that that uh, we, we keep your finances in check the best that we can. So San Antonio will be playing Frisco. They will be playing uh, Tulsa. Uh, but when it comes to playoff time or, you know, the, they'll, they'll go off of the Western Conference um, seedings. Uh, go ahead, Leo. Well, I, I, I've all of a sudden have a very, uh, not very, but I have a personal question for you, uh, Todd. Uh, my wife, who is a part of our show in the background, has just Thank looked you. you up and sent me an image, um, from this, your. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Oh no! I don't, I'm a little, an image um, <laughs> of of uh, I don't know if it's your LinkedIn page or Facebook page. But it mentions a place called uh, Buena Vista University. Buena Vista, yeah. Yeah, in, in Iowa. Yeah. Oh, my son went there. He played football there. What yeah. a, a what a small world. Small yes, yeah. He 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 played there, uh, running back. Uh, about four was it four years ago? Five years ago. Is, yeah, I've got a me. I've got a Buena Vista football helmet. If I can move my head the right way, right. There, if you could see it from that, his really days, Leo, that is a small world. I don't that is crazy. <laughs> Univista Beavers. She sent that to me. Yes, uh, he was a beaver. She sent that to me just a couple of minutes ago, and I haven't been able to think of anything else because I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> ninety six to ninety nine is was when I was there. Okay, okay, yeah, he was there in. He graduated uh, twenty. 2017. So he was there 2018. He was only there a year and then transferred to Southwestern, but that's where he started his collegiate career. Um, he was recruited. Uh, the um, athletic director of his high school was from there, from oh. Iowa, and knew of the school. Um, but it was too cold for him up in northern Iowa. He was used to <laughs> – he's a South Texan guy through and through. So, so he ended up coming back uh, after his first year, but that's just uh, crazy. Not a lot of people I talk to – uh, know anything about Buena Vista University up in uh, Storm Lake, Iowa. So very cool. Yeah, there's parts I'd like to forget, but uh, <laughs> hopefully that's not on LinkedIn, <laughs> I hope. The Has your family been able to enjoy San Antonio and visit? 
Um, you know, my wife and I went there many years ago, and it was during the time when uh, you guys had your uh, lighting of the uh, the the Riverwalk. The Riverwalk, yeah, that's what it was. And so that was probably 25 years. I went kicking and screaming. And I mean, when you get there and experience it, all right, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, but I was probably too young to uh, really enjoy it the way that, that I should. But that's been the only time when we've been down to, to San Antonio. We've been to Texas a lot, just not down to mm -hmm. San Antonio. Uh, another nuts and bolts question that I've gotten asked a couple of times in the 24 hours since we've made this announcement, and even before that, because this wasn't a really well-kept secret, I don't think. I think lots of people guest before we uh, announced any of this is san antonio uh going to have to are the gunslingers going to have to close in the back of that end zone that one side of the end zone i know that you're aware um of the issue there is that something per the league they're going to have to close up you know and i talk with james about it we'll take a look at it it seems like every one of our venues have some some type of goofy setup and structure and, and as long as it's not really creating a competitive uh, advantage or there's not a safety issue. Um, and if there's a solution, uh, to, to it, then, then, then we take a look at it. But, uh, sure. you know, obviously it wasn't a deal breaker, uh, but by any means right. or we wouldn't be here today, but, uh, you know, it's something we're sure we'll take a look at it. Can we talk into nets? Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because we have multiple teams that come from that previous league that had nets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're the first ones to say, heck no, we don't want nets again. Oh, and yeah. It, it just it, it's cumbersome and, and putting them up and, and taking them down. And sure. you know, I, I watched that NAL championship game. And I, I mean, there was one, maybe two times where, where they came into to play to make a difference. Uh, we, we've adopted, I mean, we've got the deuce rule and, and we've got, it's live off the go posts. And, you know, the, there's a, a few things that, you know, you can kind of simulate whether it's, it's a net or not, but, you know, that's really the, the, when, when we were really competing against uh, that former league, uh, the arena football league years ago, that's really what separated the indoor football from arena football was, was nets. And, you know, we've never wanted to um, align ourselves with, with them. We wanted to be our own thing. And really, sure. you know, going without nets has kind of kept our identity uh, to, to, to where it's at. And so I'd, I'd never say never. Um, if, if it can add uh, if, if it can add butts into the seats, if it can add to the bottom line, then we want to take a look at it. Uh, but if it doesn't, you know, if it, it, it doesn't make sense, we don't want to get away from who we are. Okay. Keeping with the theme of the nuts and bolts, this could just be me, but are we still going to have cheerleaders? The six Heck shooters, yeah. are they still? All right. Just checking. Yeah, of course they're not going anywhere. Uh, well, Todd, we really appreciate your time. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, we really appreciate you jumping on. We hope we are able to talk to you uh, a little bit more in the future. Uh, last question for or my last question. I don't know about the rest of the, the team here, but are, are the 16 teams we're seeing right now, is that the way we're going to go into – the 2024 season, or is there any chance that that may uh, change between now and, and when schedules finally get released, which normally you guys are able to release schedules in October. Is that right? Yeah, we will. We will release our, our schedule here in mid October. And I, I start to, I'm still waiting on a couple dates from a couple teams. Uh, once, once I have the dates, I start designing the schedule. 
And it takes me about 40 hours uh, to, to put that thing together. Usually I get the first draft out and I get cussed out for it. And then I get the second one out and I only get, you know, a few cussing me out. And, and then usually right. by, the, by the third or fourth, I, I get that thing dialed in and, and we get it pretty right. Uh, and, and, and then we, we, we go to a full board and, and you got to approve it. And, and then you, you wait a week. So everyone can design all their marketing material. You get it posted on your, your website and stuff like that for a, a public release. And so if a great ownership group pops up, from now till then and and you know they fit our demographics and and you know they got a good arena and they got a good operator uh you know of course we got to take a look at them uh but you know we're not actively recruiting anything right now i, I am in multiple conversations say we just approved two teams for 25 so if somebody comes knocking at the door i'll, I'll try to encourage them for 25 but once again if, if 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 they're good people and they're demanding 24 and it makes sense uh and and our schedule isn't released yet um you know yeah, there's there's an opportunity. Okay. Well, I have just one more uh, comment question. So I do a segment called Mom to Mom where I interview the players' moms, and that's how the fans get to know the players. And then I also, that's gone to Wife to Wife where I've interviewed the wife's coaches. And so I would love to interview your wife. She's the wife of a player, the wife of an owner, and the wife of a commissioner. So I don't know how many wives that would fall, that category would be. So maybe if you can plant that ear, I would love to chat with her. RC, she'd love to talk to you. You'd, you'd love her. She'd love you. Oh, great. Okay. And she has something in common with Phil. She's a pastor. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. That was like, my mind was going. I was like, like I don't have a lot talk. to my credit here that's going to be good for Todd. So was mine. I was trying to figure out what, uh, what are you doing like, here, what? Phil? <laughs> What, uh, where does she pastor? Uh, she's at a church called Embrace, and it's okay. it's a really large church here in Sioux Falls. And uh, she's they've got multiple campuses, and she's considered the kids director and campus pastor at, at okay. uh, their biggest location. Uh, they serve about five thousand people, so as I say, it's it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big church. Yeah, it's uh, it started as Methodist, and they've transitioned the last year or two. They've transitioned away from that. I understand that there's a lot of that going on. Uh, well, that is, uh, that's incredible. That's a cool connection. See, there's all kinds of connections here, Todd. It's kismet. It's, it's fate. Uh, we belong in the IFL. It's become clear through this conversation with Buena Vista and, uh, you know, pastors and all of that stuff. It just, obviously this is, this all fits. We approve. We we will allow the wow. gunslingers to join the it is, a fit. it is officially official then. Accepted, yep. yes. <laughs> you heard it here first. He is Todd Tryon. He is the commissioner of the uh indoor football league, and we are excited about being a part of his league. Um, Todd, we appreciate you coming on. You have an yes. open invitation anytime uh onto the show, and we will bug you occasionally to come onto the show. Um, now that we know we can get you. We'll try to get you pretty often uh, to come on. So you may have made a mistake, sir. Hey, my pleasure. On this Season tickets are available. I know they are. I mean, so support the Rackler family. They do a great job there in your community. Yes. Uh, yes. So, so get out and get those tickets. All right. Thank you so much, sir. We're going to let you go and let you enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, James Murnay, Jim Murnay from the Inside the Walls podcast is begging for an Arizona Rattlers uh, Jacksonville Sharks game in Jacksonville. He wants that game really, really badly. And he said it in our chat mm. about five times. So I'm just passing yeah. that information along. <laughs> you, you Arizona, it. 
in Jacksonville. Be careful what you ask for. Right? <laughs> yeah, just, right? Just be careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll remember that. All Jim. right. <laughs> Todd, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks, Todd. Uh, enjoy the rest Thank of your you. night. See you, Todd. All right, James. We have spent a lot of time talking there with uh, with Todd. Um, now let's circle back around uh, to you. Um, Sorry, God turned off the lights on me. So no, you're fine. You're, you're good. Um, I the sunset. That's because you looked like you were outside. So yep. tell us, um, tell us your side uh, of some of this. These nuts and bolts things. Um, how are you feeling about? Um, Look, there's a there's an elephant in the room that maybe we're not supposed to talk about, but we should. Um, financially, this is going to take more from your organization to make this happen on this level as opposed to the previous level. Am I wrong? Yep. Uh, you're probably not wrong. Uh, there are some factors that help. Uh, a lot of the assessments that we would we had to pay in the NAL uh, to run the league. Are, are managed through uh, things that the league's already doing through sponsor, corporate sponsors at the league level. Uh, gaming that, that goes on as a whole uh, trickles down and helps all the teams, not just the ones okay. that are in gaming states. So that that lowers our costs. And, um, you know, the, the travel, close travel, four teams. I mean, come on, that's going to be a lot better than uh, flights yep. and so forth. So it, it remains to be seen. But, you know, when, when uh, Coach Tom... Manas came on. Um, we talked about uh, doing everything top notch, and so sure. in that respect, you know, every we're going to work to we're going to work to find uh, corporate partners that help us um, cover these costs. Sorry for my dog. Um, uh, uh, okay. Cover those costs and um, you know make it work. And you know we're gonna we're gonna have our players have the best the best housing, the best food, the best, uh, different things. Oh my gosh. Sorry. You're fine. That's okay. My guess is, um, moving up into a more substantial and more stable league gives you a little more ammunition when you go to corporate sponsors to say, Hey, HEB, let's put your name on the gunslingers. Now, um, we're in the IFL. They may give you a bit more of an audience. At this point, exactly. because it's something stable and and right. and substantial, yep. am I wrong? No, no, I think so. I think that's exactly true. And um, the quality of player that we're going to be bringing in is going to mm-hmm. be incredible. So you guys are going to find out about that next week. Um, mm-hmm. I think overall, uh, the organization. Uh, I, we had a staff meeting today, uh, and we we're. I was just putting out, guys. We're elevating every year. We've elevated from when we started. Yes. Last, yeah. This year was an elevation. Yes. Uh, we turned our record around, um, went to the playoffs, and this next year is going to be um, even like a 10x of the elevation with Coach Head, uh, Coach Dominos at the helm uh, with the team and helping with the general manager aspects. And, um, you know, the league and the quality of the league, the quality of the teams are playing. It's just – it's a, it's going to be next level times 10 or 100. It's just going to be – through the roof and uh really excited about that and also the coaching staff that he's already announced is, is yes very, oh yeah top super, notch super yeah solid. incredible incredible group of guys that he's pulled in it's funny i see him post things now on facebook primarily is where i i kind of see mm-hmm. him post things and almost every post he puts out about the gunslinger somebody comes on and says hey do you need a blank coach you know mm-hmm. whatever position or area their expertise is and he's able to say no, 
I've got everything handled now. I've got my staff. Um, I appreciate you you asking, but I'm good. Um, that's that's impressive. And some of the names, certainly, uh, you know, James Fuller, Fuller and being able to bring on the NAL Coach of the Year last year, head coach that did a great job mm-hmm. and uh, could be coaching for a championship down on that league, says, no, no, I want to be uh, up on this level. And that was part of bringing them up was that we all, not we all, but they they knew this change was coming um, because this is something that has been in the works for a while. I made a joke earlier about the worst kept secret in indoor football, but it kind of became that way over the last month where lots of mm-hmm. people started guessing that um, mm-hmm. you guys were going to make this move. Um, am I wrong? No, I yeah, I heard it from everywhere. Um, it just made sense. So um, I guess... I thought there might still be some holdouts thinking we were going to go AFL, but, um, but yeah. When, when Jacksonville announced that they were moving, I felt like a lot of people started looking at San Antonio and going, this makes mm-hmm. sense for this mm-hmm. team yeah. to also jump with them. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, I hope I'm not ruining anything here. That was part of the conversation. Like you and Jacksonville kind of, yeah, we matriculated through this process together, right? Yeah, we looked at the AFL at the same time. We looked at the IFL at the same time. So uh, we we were both going through similar, you know, processes of evaluating everything and 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 you know, talking about it throughout the whole process. Yep. Raul Nava has a question for you here, James, and I think it's a great question. Football wise, things sound great. But how are we planning to bring more people into the arena? What does the marketing team have to do to improve butts in seats? We're doing a lot. Uh, the, if you go to the website, you'll see there's a, uh, a, a new offer uh, just released tonight. It's a pre-registration for season tickets with a really awesome uh, special discount, only good in the month of October. Um, okay. so that's, uh, that's going to get the ball rolling. We're not, of course, if we don't have a schedule, we can't be issuing out tickets. So it's, it's pre-registration, $24 down. Um, and you get a 24% discount over normal season ticket prices. So it's pretty awesome. Um, we're, we're going to be, um, looking at group sales and, uh, partnering with, um, all kinds of different like schools. We're going to be looking at, uh, partnering with uh, the school districts to, to get, involvement with uh, all levels of schools to be able to have a night dedicated to their school district and get kids sure. in and their parents in. And, and um, you know, we just had a lot of uh, coach Manas obviously has been around the block when it comes to this yeah. type of stuff. And that's part of the knowledge and ex- expertise he brings with him. Um, so that, you know, it's hard to say now exactly what things are going to happen, but our goal, we have goals and we've been talking about how we're going to accomplish those goals. Um, definitely a much better showing every game. Uh, so 24% off your season ticket price, uh, your same seat, every home game, 20% discount on merchandise. We all know how hard the merchandise can hit you in the pocketbook, the way Jordan mm-hmm. uh, puts together some of that stuff. Outstanding uh, stuff. Yeah. 20% discount on regular uh, price tickets for other guests, playoff ticket priority, first right of refusal the next season, uh, special access to parties and events. Those are team uh, events that you guys are going to run, and those season ticket holders are the ones that are going to be able to be a part of that. Um, to do that, you need to sign up for this. This says by December 29th. 
Um, that's season tickets, but the deal, the $24 down and the 24% discount the is only December, good through the month of October, right? That's right. December 29 is when you need to be able to settle up on, on the tickets that you're wanting to buy. Sure. Yep. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot in there. But let me ask you a question. With this change to a new bigger league, are ticket prices going to see a, an increase? Well, yeah. That's a big you know, as you hear from from uh, Don himself in a lot of different places that he said it, we're about affordable family fun. And sure. our goal is to keep the prices as low as possible. And so uh, no guarantees yet, but it's, you know, uh, we're going to we're going to do our best to keep the prices as affordable as possible, because we know in these economic times, people are looking for um, family fun that, that doesn't break the bank and. And uh, they're dealing with a lot of other expenses, so we're we're sure. very um, cognizant of that and 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 sensitive to that. Well, now that Is, you've announced the new league, uh, can you talk a little bit about tryouts? Like, what kind of player are you looking for? What positions? Things like that. That's going to be a coach question. Um, okay. Yeah, that's his realm. Um, I know that we're looking at we're shooting for the twenty eighth of October to do our tryout, and we're okay. scouting locations to do that right now. And uh, I think it probably is going to, you know, we'll, we'll see where we do it. But, um, yeah, that's that's going to be coach's realm. Um, but I'm sure, you know, he's got his, his phone's constantly buzzing and ringing with uh, with all kinds of players calling him all the time saying, hey, coach, uh, is there room for me over there? So speaking uh, of which, you no guys doubt. are going to be announcing some guys here in the next week, right? We are. Big one Ooh, on Monday. Exciting. Yes. Next week is going to be another uh, intense action-packed news week for us and uh, looking forward to, to those things dropping. Any, uh, obviously don't, you're not going to name anybody, but is there any familiar names or former gunslinger players that have already been discussed and, and as part of these announcements or is that still being looked at? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, good answer. <laughs> I thought you asked that question so well. I was ready to give you a big thumbs up on the way you did that. And mm -hmm. then James answered the question perfectly. Like, yes. Yes. Uh, yep. Okay. That is all. Long yes. pause and everything. Yes. <laughs> the bedroll really makes it tough. It yeah. really does. Um, yeah. So I mean yeah. that's uh that's Coach Manasa's territory and 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 his judgment, but I think you'll be you'll be happy. Um but knowing that we're dealing with such a small pot that we can work in, just sure. be prepared that it's it's you know it may not go a hundred percent the way you want. But I think that that yes, there is some some opportunity in there for for gunslingers of uh, that would that have veteran status um, this next year. Yeah, obviously there's going to be a, a large amount of of turnaround and new talent uh, sure. names with the 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 requirements there, and then also as you said, elevating. Uh, to what is, you know, considered the the top league talent-wise and, you know, many other factors. Uh, we've talked about changes like the Nets. We've talked about mm -hmm. changes like the, about the teams um, uh, as far as players. Um, is there anything else that you're aware of already at this point that Gunslinger fans, when they come into the arena for the, the first time to the Freeman Coliseum, they're going to notice a change besides the nets being gone. Is there anything else that, that, that you're already aware of and, and, and those changes have to be made that we're going to notice right off the bat? 
Yeah, I, it's hard to say now. I mean, we're we're still six months out or more, but um, I think everything we're always looking at. We want to get good at what we do, and then then we can elevate. We don't try and shoot for the stars right on the first, or we'll fail because we, our goals are too high. So this next year, we're really going to be working on what can we add to this, what can we keep going that works, and what can we add to it that's really going to um, make you know, for, for a fun family experience of all ages. Uh, I was looking today through the, through the comments on Ticketmaster. I hadn't, I hadn't looked at them in a, in a while. And there was some really awesome comments that were from this season, 2023, mm-hmm. that people, first timers were just talking about how much they loved the experience and had a great mm-hmm. time. And and so we're definitely uh, want to preserve that, but, but enhance it and make it even, even better. So we'll be working on those kinds of things. I know this seems like such a small thing and it's not a small thing. It's a huge thing actually. Um, and this may not be something that you're even worried about dealing with, but are you guys going to keep the same turf? Are you going to look at uh, updating the playing surface? It's being considered and, 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 you know, we're going back and forth. Um, it may be just something we do next year and maybe something we do this year. Um, I couldn't say which way we're going to go yet, but if you keep it, we're going to, we're going to give it, um, some love and, and, um, you know, up, you know, refurbish it if we, if you will. And, and it's, it's not a bad field, but there no. are some aspects that we can make better. And sure. We'll be working on that. Does the IFL allow for the open end zone that we have currently in Freeman Coliseum they, or does that have to change? They don't restrict it. Um, okay. like he said, it's, if it's not a safety issue and it's not a competitive advantage, um, it's, it's something that they wouldn't, uh, twist our arm over. Um, but, you know, at some point that will be addressed when we do buy a new field and redo the walls. Uh, our pads are, you know, they're, they were secondhand when we got them and, you know, yes. they've had some use. So um, at that yes. point, <laughs> it would make sense to, to address that issue. Uh, but on the other hand, it's really nice for us to, be, to have that opening for our uh, run of show events and, mm-hmm. and transitions. Yep. Um, yeah. So we're looking at, we're, but we're looking at it. So broadcast partner going to stay the same TSP still going to work with you guys <laughs> and, and uh, Ralph and Gabe. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Ralph, uh, we're actually working on a coach's show. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Ralph's going to run that with, uh, coach Manas and cool. I'm sure you guys will be brought in to, to, uh, participate on that and cross share and that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of lot of new ideas that we're we're bouncing around, and uh, some I don't even want to share yet because I don't want to disappoint them if they don't come to, come to pass. Sure, but uh, it's it's going to be a really um, the the energy that's been injected into us just in the last month has been incredible. So we are we're on fire. I mean, eight games uh, changes things, right? I mean, yeah. you're and, and the chance the the likelihood that those games aren't going to see a uh what five or six weeks gap gap between them like we've had both of the years that we were in the previous league yeah. we had these big gaps i realized that freeman is it's part of the problem there or, or or not problem but part of the issue there is that they are booked through a lot of may it's a hardship and and we're still facing it but uh we're working on can we work some thursday games in so that we don't go on the road for for six weeks or more and um you know, that'll be a concession. We'll, if we can make it to, to get the road trips um, broken up more, then that's something we'll have to consider. But. Who do you think uh, is going to be our biggest rival? 
Well, like he said, I mean, uh, we're going to play Frisco at least once or twice. So um, I think I think that that could build up really quick. Um, beyond that, I don't know. It's it's uh, haven't really gotten used to the personalities and the and the you know the team personalities yet. Um, so it's hard to say. But uh, I am finalized. glad. To, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm glad the Sharks came with us. That we have someone from yeah. from from the NAL days with us. That uh, we have that in common and. Uh, I, I treasure that. Have Can we worked we, on a mascot um, yet? That's one of those things I didn't want to throw out there yet. Oh, okay. Good, <laughs> uh, but it is being Oops, talked. Sorry. No, that's all right. Hey, can we uh, can we work out something with Northern Arizona and just the first game we play against them? Whoever wins gets to keep their branding, and the other has to like change colors or something because Northern <laughs> they, Arizona they and are pretty similar. Brought out. Really similar. Um, so let's just play a game for it, and then whoever wins has to like change their branding a little bit. I like it. Does it? Does that work? <laughs> is that <laughs> even on your radar, James? Like, is that, that works something as long as talked about? That works fine as long as the other one that changes. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. That's course. up to co that's a coach thing. That's a coachman <laughs> off thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I did notice that. Um, but aren't the aren't the teams pretty cool? All the logos and the different. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. The skulls, I mean, that's that's really cool. Well, and and the uh, the Rattlers, the Arizona Rattlers, and the Iowa Barnstormers are both um, historic indoor football teams. Yes. Uh, and then Jacksonville, of course, coming with us. But even Tucson, um, the Sugar Skulls, uh, Green Bay. Um, some of these are are. Uh, names that we've we've known about and we've been that have been around the sport for a long time and it just kind of is neat to see you log into the ifl website right now and right across that top bar they've got all those logos and our gunslinger is right there up among the rest of those uh you know being next to the rattlers I, the rattlers are kind of the granddaddy of of indoor football like they just kind of are mm -hmm. yeah and to see our logo next to or in the same line as the Arizona Rattlers and the Iowa Barnstormers. It's just kind of cool. Um, Impressive. It's very cool. And I was excited uh, to see, you know, there, there's the, when you go to the IFL uh, website and you look at the teams, um, you go to the team page and it has, it has a helmet, you know, for each, each team. And it has uh, the team information, there, websites and locations and stuff. I was excited to see the San Diego franchise, the San Diego strike force, Mm -hmm. From a podcast side, because it was like from the beginning, James, uh, when we first started out, like, and that's why we're always looking for other podcasts because we mm -hmm. love podcast banter. We love to have that kind of fun rivalry between somebody. And we, we didn't get that opportunity so much in the NAL, but uh, here, uh, hopefully there's some other podcasts out there that we can start some, some stuff with. Um, and San Diego, we happen to know of a couple guys out there that were really great back in the AF days and ran a podcast yeah. over there for the mm -hmm. fleet. And I wonder if if, the, if those uh, boys uh, would be interested in starting up a podcast if there isn't already one for uh, for the Strike Force. Them shipyard boys. Them shipyard boys. So. In the basement. They might be still stuck in the basement. <laughs> no, those frat boys. Uh Way back. We're going way back. Yeah, we're going way back. Days with that. Uh, James, I know um, I know everybody over there is excited and working hard uh, to make this next season amazing. Uh, there is no off season 
you've learned, is there? Mm-hmm. Um, you rolled right into all of this. Uh, uh, Tomanas, uh, this IFL stuff, which took a lot longer than I think you even expected it to. Oh, yeah, out of out uh, of our hands, the the things that held us up, but we got them worked sure. out. Uh, there, there is no off season. You guys have been working hard, um, and it just rolls on. Next week, we we start talking about players. Um, some of those names are big. Uh, I have already heard some of those names, and I am very excited about the big names uh, that are coming out. Um, and I think Gunslingers fans are going to get really excited if they're not already, and if they're not, right. like, check your polls. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, with the things that happened the last couple of weeks, uh, it should be a precursor to a to a tremendous season, and the player announcements are going to be along that same vein. So, um, Amazing. Just two years ago. This is right where you thought you would be two years uh-huh. ago when you guys signed on to be a title sponsor for the San Antonio Gunslingers as John Wayne yeah. uh, Service Company. This is exactly where you thought you would be, right? Um yeah. Well, you were joking with Todd. If he'd have signed on that that San Antonio team, I'd be on the couch right now watching TV. So, well, no, you wouldn't because they wouldn't have made it. It was, it was, uh, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They would not have. They would have never played a game um, in San Antonio the way things worked out. So, um, no, really exciting. Ooh, Jordan Stubing dropping news as he does. Halloween Uh-oh. horror jerseys in the works coming up soon uh-huh. in the online store. Yeah, that's even in the off season, Leo, he's gonna get our money. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I wonder where he got the idea from. So we're we're kind of taking our own money, right? Right. <laughs> well, that's um. We're feeding the the beast. That's another thing we're working on is is a, a store that we control. Um, yes. not, not outsourcing it to you know some company who knows where, but we produce the same quality materials same quality uh, uh products and then do some shipping um ship yes. them out to, to the fans because you know a lot of new fans from new york and and michigan mm-hmm. and all parts of the country thanks to uh coach manas but um awesome. yeah so we're gonna have um we're gonna have a lot going on there are you this still gonna have interns Stephanie rackler stubing says something about jordan is the best and then says something about mom bias i don't i don't know what that's I don't all know. about <laughs> What were you asking? Were you saying, oh, I was just asking if you're still going to have interns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's part of you free know, workforce. The- yes, they're going to have free workforce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's part of this world, but it also is a kind of a give back. And you're you're uh, pouring pouring uh, into uh, younger people that are that are wanting to get into this business. And this mm-hmm. is a great way for them to do that. And, yeah. um, you know, they, they, they leave with knowledge they didn't have before. And we got sure. some, you know, great help while they were here. And it's a great system. Yes. I'm, um, I'm hoping to hundred percent. I'm hoping to make some connections with UTSA and see if they have any uh, sports business students there. Um, I know coach wants to talk to their coach and have that connection for any of the talent that's there that can, can bring in uh, as rookies um, and be a part of our team. And we have the hometown thing going with that. So uh, John Wayne is doing some some work with, with UTSA. We're going to be advertising uh, both John Wayne and gunslingers at UTSA games this year. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, so we're, we're making that bridge. And then what were you going to say? Well, and I know that with everything going on in this merger talk with USFL mm-hmm. and XFL, that there is some question marks around some of this, but as things stand right now, 
The IFL has a partnership. I meant to talk to Todd about this with the XFL. They have a combine of IFL mm-hmm. players um, that XFL coaches show up to and select players out of the IFL. Yeah. There is a working relationship where we didn't have that last year um, with the XFL. That actually exists here um, where you guys may be able to work with the XFL and the Brahmas if things stay the same, yeah. Um, yeah. which is question mark right now. But, but right. Uh, yeah. And Todd had mentioned during uh, the press conference question and answer session, uh, a two-way XFL relationship. And uh, so I'm not sure exactly what that means. That'd be but, great. Uh, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And um, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Football year round. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I love how that sounds. <laughs> well, we won't take it. up any more of your time. We're going to chat some more because we've got our own opinions and, and uh, questions. And we're also going to talk about some of that merger stuff, I think. But I know that you yeah. uh, don't really care about the XFL. That's not your thing. Um, you're pretty busy with the IFL and the San Antonio right Gunslingers right. going on. I do have the one thing I wanted to talk to talk about, and if I don't, yeah. April will kill me. Um, okay. The special event this Saturday uh, with uh, Roundtable Pizza, their okay. one-year anniversary party uh, bash. Uh, we're our uh, six shooters are going to be there, so you can meet them. And uh, J- Coach Jay Rich and Kali will also be on site, and that's uh, the, nice. the bash oh. is from two to six. But we're um, our part is from five to six. So come out and support. Show you know, shake some hands and uh, enjoy some pizza. I think they have some beer specials too. But uh, nice. it's going to be a, a great way for you know the roundtable was was one of our corporate partners, and I'd I'd love for them yes. to 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 feel the love of our fans uh, in that event and and slap our our coach and, and player on the back and and uh, give them some love. So do you have an address That's- for the roundtable? Hey, just Google it. I don't. It's also I'm, the link. It's, I, on our, it's on our Facebook. So. I already looked it up. It's uh, as long as it's the one that comes up here. Eight forty two Northwest Loop four ten, San Antonio, Texas seven eight two one six. Does that sound right? Yeah, I'd have to look at our our Facebook yeah. post. And okay. It's quite a bit down yeah. because we've had so much news in the last week. But uh, um, yeah, it's on a there. lot of news. Like what? So- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh. always, I appreciate you guys. Uh, we, of course, appreciate the fans. And, uh, you know, it's been awesome this last year. We picked up a, a, a lot of super fans and we're just growing and going. So um, it's been awesome. And, and you guys have been yeah. uh, along for the ride and we appreciate you guys. Thank well, you we for appreciate everything. We, we enjoy being along for the ride and, and seeing what this has grown into. We've really watched this entire thing grow from uh, just an idea that never had seen a touched a, a, a square of turf uh, into what it's becoming now as we join uh, the premier indoor football organization uh, in the country, a stable, substantial league. Um, it's, it's a really cool story, and we're glad we've been able to be a part of it over the last three years. And we're uh, going to make it yeah, forward to more. We'll have to make a documentary that shows all the crazy things that had to happen for this. To, oh my! To get here. Oh man! That would be. We cool. got stories. That would be fun, huh? So. We got the stories. Yep. Um, for do. sure. Yep. All right. He's James right, Stubing. He's the Thank president and co-owner of the San Antonio Gunslingers, and he's been joining us as the Gunslingers announced joining the IFL. Man, it feels good to finally be able to talk about this. It's been yeah. like a month that this has been out there and a possibility. And 
we sometimes some of that time we knew it was going to happen. Some of that time right. it was just a rumor to us, but we couldn't even talk about it as a rumor because you know we didn't have that. Yes, Crystal whipped has absolutely it. named the the documentary already. It's Pistol Whipped, the story of the San Antonio gunslingers. Absolutely. Um this is really a culmination of three seasons worth of work that has involved a lot of people. James yes. and Jordan, uh, all April. of those guys, John Wayne, um, all of that. But even going back to um, the folks that we consistently um, talk about, and we don't want to forget the OG3, Jason, Hector, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, Raul, all of those guys that really – brought this thing, you know, birthed this thing from an idea into a, a real thing. Um, and then it has, it has now grown into this full size, real uh, indoor football team. And it will be part of the IFL. If we're really honest, all three of us could have looked in 2020 when we started this show, when the team started, we could have looked out at the IFL and said, gee, Maybe one day, wouldn't it be cool if we could be part of that? Um, something like that. And now that's that's the case. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool. It, it's very cool. It's 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 almost like surreal, you know, to 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 see a franchise, young franchise, this quickly reach this level where you could go on a website now and see the logo that we've come to to know and love right up there next to the Arizona Rattlers logo or the Iowa Barnstormers and, and other, you know, teams like that, that have been around for years and years and, and have the notoriety and the fame and to, to see this organization reach that level so quickly. Um, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's uh, unexpected. You know, if you ask, like Philip says a year or two years ago, we, we wouldn't have dreamed that that would be there yet. I could remember when we left the AAL and there was a big thing that that final season or the end of the season of the AFL where I said AAL where I said if they come back to the AAL I'm not coming back. Like I won't yep. do this anymore. I was I was mm -hmm. done. I was very ticked off with that league. There was conversation all the way back then. I remember um, with Hector Garcia about the NAL or the IFL. And I'll be really honest, and if he's watching, he's going to go, no, you didn't. But I, I never said it out loud. But every time he would go, yeah, we're trying to make the decision between the NAL. Uh, I think the CIF was a part of that conversation for the while. And the IFL, I would just roll my eyes and be like, we're not going to the IFL. That's not happening yet. Like, we're not ready for that yet. And we weren't. We were not ready for that kind of jump. Um, but now to see, like, I think this is the perfect move at the perfect time. Right. Um, Timing is everything. It is. It is. It and really this is. is exactly when this needed to happen. I didn't want to do another year in the NAL. I'll be really honest with you. I was really frustrated by um, the way things went to the NAL and not even their fault necessarily, um, mm -hmm. but just the way the NAL is run, it's going to lend itself to some of the problems that we saw last that season. We had teams yep. folding and that's mm -hmm. just going to happen. And it, it just, it, it made things, uh, you don't want to use the word unfair because every team had to go right. through every that, team dealt with but, it. but the balance in the, of the league was just, 
unpredictably, uh, you know, un, unbalanced. It was, you know, you, you just didn't know what was going to happen from one week to the next or what players were going to be where, what team was still going to exist and your schedule constantly changing. And it's it just was, frustrating. It was chaotic it was. in a way that you don't look. The NFL is chaotic every year. Like there are things that happen in the NFL where you go, whoa, like this whole idea that the NFL is scripted, I think is incredible because are you serious? Those people that think the NFL is scripted, you think they scripted that Aaron Rodgers was going to blow out his uh, the first uh, Achilles in heel? It? Yeah, in the, in the first drive of his no time way. in New York? No, um, there is chaos in the NFL, but it's never chaotic. There is chaos, but it is not chaotic. The NAL last year was chaotic. Right, it was. And I know but you from too, week mate. to week, you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know what team you were. Gonna... There was a week that we started the week on Monday, not knowing who our opponent was going to be the next Saturday. Like that yeah. happened. That was a thing. Right. You know? I know that um, before John Wayne took over. I literally, and you two may remember, I was one podcast away from not doing this podcast anymore. I mean, it was to me, it was that bad. And that chaos happened again last year. And so I was like, oh my God, here we go again almost, you know? And that, I just don't want fans to ever not trust us. And I kind of right. felt like we didn't know who to believe, what was going on. And when I get that feeling, I, I was like, I don't want to come on and tell people that I don't know, but I didn't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. This just be, this just feels like the right move at the right time, mm -hmm. just kind of all the way around to me. Um, and I see yeah. good things happen for the NAL. By the way, uh, speaking of friends and yes. old times in the Gunslingers days and the NAL, congratulations. To the North mm -hmm. Texas Bulls yep. for signing a deal to be a part of the National Arena League. But, you listening? I'm looking right at you now. I'm looking you in the eye. <laughs> we are not the ones that stopped playing football for two years because we won the championship and didn't want to risk it. That's not us. So stop saying, oh, the gunslingers are running away to the <laughs> NFL because they don't want the Bulls. Oh, no, that's not what happened. No you running quit. going on here. You stopped playing <laughs> for two years because you were scared of us. Don't even. Don't even <laughs> come that direction. Uh, I'm already tired of hearing that mess right there. Congratulations. I am really glad that North Texas is going to be in the NAL, that the NAL mm -hmm. is growing. It really is. Mm -hmm. it's, they've got a good, solid set of teams. They, are, um, they have some folks in their organization now that are helping. Um, run things a little more professionally. I actually see the NAL um, improving. It will be better as for we sure. Speak. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, by the way, on the subject of the North Texas Bulls, uh, you know, if you follow them on Facebook, yeah. did you see their recent announcement of who their quarterback or who's back? After they didn't, after all of that talk yes. where we thought he was done, this this season with the Gunslingers is Robert Kent's last season. Nope, nope he's going to play for the back North Texas the Bulls. Bulls in the NAL. And congratulations to, to him. Back and congratulations right. to the Bulls. That'll be fun to watch, uh, and we'll be we'll be watching you guys uh, from afar in 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 the IFL. But um, we ain't running away. No, no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> I, I do want to uh, state, and we kind of touched on it on the last show, but 
um, for people joining us now, uh, new fans and with the IFL business or just, just looking into uh, the Gunslingers organization for the first time, um, it's 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 exciting and it's awesome, but it's also going to be bittersweet because of of these veteran rules and and the need to bring in new talent and 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 players and Coach Manas and the connections that he has and undoubtedly, undoubtedly will attract. Uh, it's also going to be very very hard uh, for you, longtime OG Gunslinger Gunslingers posse and all the guys that we've gotten used to rooting for and you know cheering for and shaking hands with and hanging out with after games and in parking lots and wherever um not a lot of those guys are going to be back very few right. of them as a matter of fact and um this is why we asked the question and everybody right. you know everybody uh gets has an idea of 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 who uh James might have been referring to and then he also dropped a name for the event this weekend right um, i heard that he said Kali Rashad would be there at the event this weekend, which to me is a huge hint. Um, I think, I don't know. Yeah. He, he said, we, he said we'd be happy. And that certainly Look, is a name that makes us happy. Did he mention, he mentioned two names. Mm -hmm. One was on the coaching staff. It's Jay Rich. And we know he yes. is going to be here as part of the thing. We know. He's so back. logically when he mentioned Kali Rashad, that leads me to believe that at this moment, Kali Rashad is also part of that group that will remain. I don't know that. I'm just using uh, Philip logic, and sometimes that is wrong. Not often. I so saw much. five <laughs> signs that said, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's – but but what you say is absolutely correct, Leo. It is, it is front of the jersey time, not back of the jersey time uh, this season, this offseason as we go into – Look, we're changing leagues, changing coaches, and changing general managers. Any one of those things contributes to a certain amount of turnover in your player roster. All three of them at the same time, you're yes. going to see new names. New names that you know, probably. New you're names to get excited some, about. Yeah, well. you're going to see some, yeah. games, some names that you know and that you can get excited about. But you can't get upset when... Uh, you know, your favorite player, not your favorite player, Leo, I think he's coming back. Um, but your favorite player that, you know, when, when Chisholm just isn't the, the isn't that guy. Um, and he goes and plays in North Texas next year or goes and plays in Corpus with, um, with Hector and Jason or whatever the case may be. Or Colorado. Um, or Colorado oh, with Coach congratulations. Shaw. Yeah. By the way, congratulations, yes. Coach Shaw. Super excited to see him get an op get, get that opportunity. Um, good pickup, like mm -hmm. way, yes. way to be right on top of things, Colorado. You're getting started, and you got a guy that was in that league last year that knows the people, that knows players, um, and and can build you know, a competitive program right from the start. Good call, great yes. call by Colorado. Um, I'm glad for him, I'm glad for them. I will be paying special attention to the Colorado mm -hmm. Spartans next year because uh I like Fred Shaw. Um yep. I'm I'm not I'm not a Fred Shaw hater. Um I'm super excited about Coach Manos, but uh I want the best for Fred Shaw as well. When one door closes, another one opens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
very happy for him in that. I, I saw a video that he posted up where he went to go visit the facilities there, and they look pretty impressive. Gorgeous. So stuff, yeah, stuff. Definitely, yeah. they should be excited in Colorado about the start they have there for the Spartans team, and and, and it's likely we may see some of these guys, you know, playing. Uh, over, over there with there. the Spartans, and and we yeah. can watch and be fans from afar. But still, it's going to be tough, you know, not seeing for for a lot of us. It's going to be tough not seeing some of these guys that we're used to seeing in the red, you know, in the gunslinger red, white, and blue. For sure, for sure. Um, I'm excited for but, the New York fans and listening to their accent. New York fans. Oh, that Minas, that Minas yeah, said Minas he promised fans. he was bringing with him because you know yeah. that's, oh, okay. that's where he's from. Yeah, so yeah, he, he, he's, so welcome, come on, bring him on. start <laughs> listening to the Smoking Guns podcast. I'm very excited that the Frisco Fighters are going to be a part, and and yeah. not just for the rivalry thing, but they are tied into my second favorite sport uh, is is hockey, and it's Dallas Stars hockey. And the Dallas Stars and Frisco Fighters, I believe, are owned by the same ownership group. Um, if not, they are tied in and do a lot of marketing together. And I'm very excited about that because I want to parlay this situation that we're now in the IF, uh, IFL and I'm connected um, to the IFL into uh, getting connected into further into Dallas Stars hockey because go Stars. And Bob, if that was about my stars, we're fixing a fight, brother. Um, <laughs> uh -oh. What are you? What are you? A Penguins fan? You're Pittsburgh. I know that you're a big Steelers fan. Are you a Penguins fan too? That that would be unfortunate because yikes. Um, <laughs> so the IFL, uh, you know it. Go Pins. Ugh. Eh. Eh. The Penguins are okay. It could be worse. <laughs> it could always it could be, be worse. worse. You could be a Colorado Avalanche fan or something like that. Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Um, so the IFL, it's super exciting. One of the most exciting things, Bob is here and he's commenting. James has commented, Jim, uh, a few times. One of the things that I love the most about this, this shift at this time is that Jacksonville is going with us because we built some relationships with folks in Jacksonville and with that team. Um, I really love the fact that Jacksonville and the Sharks are going with us um, to the IFL. I think that 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 just kind of sweetens the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and we not for you, huh, Leo? Well, well I, was just, I was just gonna say, we, we, get to, uh, we get to keep poking at, at Coach Gibson too. So that, that could <laughs> I mean, be fun. Win -win. That's a win-win. That could That's be win -win. fun. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Hey, can't do that in this league. I see in this league, I would I would think something like that would be handled differently. For sure. And I that, would think that so. Is a, that is a major reason that I'm glad we're making this kind of shift. Um, is because I want so I've said this, and I may have even said I don't think I've ever said this on the show because I, I I don't like talking badly about the NAL, and I don't really want to do that now. The NAL always came off to me as a group of owners that were, uh, you know, set up some sort of confederacy. They 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 worked together, but they were always more worried about their own self interest than the interest of the league as a whole, and that hurts the league. True. 
where I get the feeling the IFL is a league for sometimes somebody's going to have to take a hit personally or as a team to to help the league. And and I'll point to something specific to show you what I mean. When the NAL went into playoff time, we begged, and not just us, but Jim Murnay, I think, made the point that they needed to stagger playoff games in the NAL so that fans could be live and keeping up with each game as it was happening instead of running them at the same time. However, they ran all their playoff games at the same time because it was better for them and the gate making money on people coming into the stadium or coming into the arena. So they ran them at the same time, even though the league said it would be better if we staggered them um, for our footprint. In the IFL, I believe playoff games were staggered and, and you did not have playoff games happening at the same time. You certainly didn't have it happening the same way it did in the NAL. That's a li- That seems like such a little thing, but it's not. No. It, it's, it speaks to who is calling the shots. And to me, it was always a group of owners that were looking out for their own self-interest that were calling the shots instead of a league that was operating as a league. And, hey, rising tide floats all boats, so mm-hmm. you may take a hit on your gate because you have a uh, a 2 p.m. Saturday game instead of a 7 p.m. Saturday game, but it's better for our league for those games to be staggered. So you're just going to have to do that. You're just going to have to put up with it. Yeah, I agree with that 100% about, you know, that it felt that way uh, at times with the NAL, and I don't expect that in the IFL. We'll see. I I don't know. We'll see what the schedule looks like, but uh, I definitely don't expect to, to see that same type of uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Right. If we've learned anything, we've learned that one team and their attendance cannot sustain the whole league. Right. And so that's where I feel more confident in this league compared to the other league that we've been in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I am much more comfortable. It's amazing. The AAL, I was not comfortable at all. We joined the NAL and I was like, okay, this feels a little more stable. And it was a little more stable, not a ton. There were always issues we had. And it was hey, better in year there will, one. There will be issues that we have. Well, but remember in year one, we had lots of, of uh, official issues, of, of officiating issues. Yeah, that's true. That we, we struggled we with had that. that we didn't have last year. Like that wasn't as big a deal last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a little more stable. And now we are just stepping up to the next. It it has felt like a, a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're moving and now on we up. We've progressed to the biggest moving on up to the west side because not the east side. We're gonna be in the west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of which, if you haven't looked at a map and you're 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 interested in who our western conference opponents are, it is the Arizona Rattlers. The champion Bay City Panthers, the Duke City Gladiators, the Northern Arizona Wranglers, the San Diego Strike Force, the Tucson Sugar Skulls, and the Vegas Nighthawks are the other seven teams in our conference. Can we get a visual put up maybe really quick? Because I know y'all are super smart with that. Super smart. Man, Uh am I smart. I'm very smart. 
Yeah, I just come up with the ideas. I don't know how to do them. There is a map on the (laughs) IFL team page that I'm sure is what Philip is bringing up uh, right now for the people that are watching. Um, And uh, I just, I don't want to ignore Michael Wayne Davis's comment earlier. We didn't get to touch on it when we were discussing, but I thought it was uh, funny when we were talking about uh, the similarities um, in the branding between the San Antonio Gunslingers and the the uh, North Arizona Wranglers, uh, he said we'll beat them and then we'll beat them to the point where we'll just physically remove the jerseys off of them, right? <laughs> Which I thought was was funny. Just uh, strip but, yeah. them right there on the field, just, just right off on on the field. Yeah. <laughs> As so there you go. Yep. If you're watching us live right now or you're watching us on delay, you can see now the map of the IFL as it currently stands. The line for uh, east and west runs right in between Frisco and San Antonio. Uh, The teams to the left of that are in the west. Uh, From San Antonio to the left, the teams from Frisco to the right, including the Storm, are all your uh, eastern conference teams, um, teams like the Massachusetts Pirates, teams like the Quad City Steamrollers, who, by the way, that's where we got that uh, um, playing surface that we have now. Used to be Mm. the Quad City Steamrollers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Green Bay Blizzards. Uh, I don't know that that's true yet, Bob. Bob is saying he's hearing Pirates, Massachusetts Pirates may move to Tampa. I have heard that rumor. But that's all it is right now, as far as I'm concerned, as a rumor. Sioux Falls Storm over there in the east as well. Tulsa Oilers. Um, and then out west with us, you can see uh, some that are close by. A lot of them um, are... I, I feel like a lot of this feels closer. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly yeah. Duke City, uh, even T- Tucson, um, Frisco, and Tulsa. Those four cities are not all that far. Um, it is certainly not going to Jacksonville, eight, you know, three times a season or, what, or some of that mm-hmm. stuff that we've had to deal with before. So uh, there you at go. That map, where would you possibly go to see a game? Uh, Frisco, Frisco for sure. For the sure. Quad City uh, Gladiators. Um, that's actually what is that? That's Duke City uh, or Duke City Gladiator. Sorry, but that's actually actually in Albuquerque, right? That's Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico, home, home so of Walter White and. Jeff I Kingman. was just gonna yeah. say for any Breaking Bad fans, <laughs> you can visit uh, some of the the filming sites uh, uh, while you're there. So that that would oh, be there's cool. a whole industry around it in Albuquerque. From what there I understand, is. yeah, yeah. Um, Perhaps the Sugar Skulls and the, and the Rattlers are not too too far away. Now the the Nighthawks uh, in Vegas would also. Jordan Stubing just said in a comment, lots of charter bus opportunities for fans. Party bus, hey, a party bus to Vegas. I'm on that bus. I am on <laughs> that bus. The Smoking Guns podcast is there. Jordan Stubing, uh, mark it down. <laughs> Make that happen. So the IFL. That is where the gunslingers are going. It is so good to finally know that and be able to talk about that. Um, man, exciting stuff around the gunslingers. Tom Manas, the IFL, 
um, and even more news coming next week with player signing. Um, lots to be excited about around your San Antonio gunslingers. But let's yes. transition. We got about 20 minutes left in, you know, we usually try to keep the show right around two hours. We got about 20 minutes left. There's stuff we have to talk about in other places. Um, I'm not really excited like about this conversation. Kelsey? I think Leo really wanted to talk about Travis Kelsey and his relationship with Taylor so. Swift, right? Leo, right, wasn't that something Leo? that you really wanted to discuss? Oh, no. Really? He's gone, y'all. Oh, my God. We, I thought that was joking. He's gone. He's, he left. He's like, oh, thank you. There he is. Uh, so let's start. I am not a Travis Kelsey fan, by the way. Those are those that people that did not yeah, see. Yeah, it wasn't for uh, well, Taylor. He, he doesn't mind right now. He just got a whole bunch of new fans um, oh, over the oh, last oh, week or so. Oh, and brother. NFL um, got a whole bunch of new fans. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the, the breakup album is going to be epic. Oh, it's it's going to be, it's, it's be a lot of fun. Um, Fumble here and a fumble there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't write her stuff for her. Oh, God, um, no. We lost him again. Leo, this is actually good for you. <laughs> We've noticed if you've been paying attention to the NFL, when NFL players get involved with high-profile girlfriends or wives, um, it tends to affect their game on the field. So maybe this is good for you. Uh, maybe. We'll see. So. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jordan wants to know if we can just skip the part, skip to the part where she writes songs about him. Um, it's it's coming. coming. Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. Probably. Yeah. It's coming. Um, no, let's start talking about some of this merger stuff. Um, and we have to be careful because everything we know right now is rumor. There's all conjecture. I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing solid. Um, and so I'm hearing a lot of things that frankly frustrate me. Um <laughs> <laughs> love that's it, wrong, Jim. Jim. That's wrong, love it, Jim. Jim. That's wrong. They should have they should have kicked the field goal. I don't know why. Jim saying Leo, Miami just scored again. Those of you who follow the show know I am a big Broncos fan, but um yeah, that was a still, that was a, still a big Broncos fan. I'm still a big Broncos fan, you know. You know, oh. it's, it's like it's like the 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 child that you you want to strangle at times, but you still love them. So okay. uh, let's talk a little bit about this merger because here's the thing: uh, I don't know that any of this is true right now. I know that the XFL is operating in such a way that it leads me to believe that they are going about business as usual. But mm -hmm. I also mean that doesn't that that no that doesn't really mean anything. Um, but they just announced a new season ticket package up in St. Louis. Um, they are still selling tickets, and uh, the Alamo Dome has no plans to change anything mm -hmm. as things are right mm -hmm. now, from what we're hearing. But yes, here's some of the things that I am hearing, and Leo, I know you and and RC, uh, you guys are hearing some of the same things. USFL and XFL look like they are working toward a merger. Correct. Yep. Which I'm okay with. That's fine. But. Come up with a better name, though. <laughs> the NSFL. So they're going to toss two decent brands for football out and create something new. I don't like that. 
I don't either. They are the rumor right now is that the schedule will move to April to July. I do not like that. No, nope. don't like that at all. It conflicts with the gunslingers. And that they will adopt the hub model that the oh. USFL is used. And I don't that like word that. kills me. That word kills me. Um, all yeah. of these things are things that I don't like. I I don't like it. Um and and some of the rumors that I've heard is San Antonio will be a hub city. Um, so I mean, if they're going fans, to be, if they're going to go to a hub, they might as well. Go, one of the yeah, one but, of the really random ideas I heard last week was that they wanted to do hubs, but purposely keep home teams out of that hub, so they would create hub cities, but move teams away from. So San Antonio even if they were a hub, would not be in San Antonio. They'd be in Louisville, Kentucky. And, and we would have we would have Houston and Arlington here as our hub cities. That, that is the worst idea of all ideas. Like, like the, the, I can't wrap my mind around that at all. Whoever said that, kick that guy out of the, the conference room right now. Just <laughs> right. tell him to go yeah, the meme, or something. The meme yeah. with the guy that just gets thrown out the window <laughs> for the terrible idea? Yeah. That guy. That's that, that guy. guy right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I don't like the idea of hubs. I think we've mm -hmm. made that really, really clear. It's the one thing about the USFL that really has uh, robbed my I interest. Mm. Hub in the, plane, in... we'll say, not hub. Like, right. The, NFL, the XFL had the hub in Arlington where they practice and got and, and did training and everything and training camp and all that. That's fine. That. We're talking about playing games. Yeah. Right. You got to play games in your home cities. Like, you have to. Hmm. Um, yeah, you you just have to. Um, we're gonna get there, Lois. We're we're gonna talk about the NFL and Vance Joseph and where he needs to be packing um, to move to. We're gonna talk about all here in a minute. Um, I, I we've we've had internal discussions on the show, and I'm just letting you know now where we stand as a show. We are a a show about professional football in San Antonio. If the Brahmas are not playing in San Antonio, it is not professional football in San Antonio. Nope. Um, so while we'll probably watch and keep an eye on things, it probably will not be a big thing that we cover if they move San Antonio up to Arlington for two seasons to play Brahmas football in Choctaw Stadium. That's probably just not something that we will spend a lot of time covering. Um, it's nope. not professional football in San Antonio at that I mean, point. Honestly, how many fans in San Antonio, if you have a San Antonio football team playing in Arlington or anywhere else, how much money are you going to put into that team that season? Right, not much. How many T-shirts, hats, whatever are you going to buy? Not a whole lot. I, 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 mean, I could tell you me. Uh, what are you What I, are you going to buy your, your T-shirt and your hat for so that you can go to a watch party so I can, at, at, at somewhere? Um, Walk-ons with it's everybody. Hard, like it's hard to you... care. Yeah, like who cares? It's hard to get Absolutely. invested. And and that's why the idea of like, oh well, San Antonio may be a hub city. Yeah, it's great. But but how do you how do you not feel bad for for All teams, the other teams like, like say right. maybe DC that that could right. possibly lose and they have a great following. Like yeah. I don't understand how it could be even considered to lose that that fandom that 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 following there because they're going to move them to some 
Hub City, they're going to play out of Birmingham. You know, I'm, right. I don't know. Um, Hopefully yeah, it's I not just, true. I just don't like a lot of what I'm hearing about this merger. Like, I, I understand two leagues that look at each other and go, we're very similar. We should be doing this together. I get that. I understand that. The problem is everything I came to love about the XFL, they are reverting to a model that I don't like as much um, in, in hub cities, in a schedule that I don't really appreciate. Um, I, I don't like a gap between the end of the NFL season and the start of the NSFL season, which, by the way, that's a stupid name. The National Spring Football League, the NSFL, sounds like a knockoff of the NFL. It sounds like you're trying to sound like the NFL, and you just threw an extra letter in there. It's stupid. It's crappy. Keep one of the even, – even if it's USFL, keep one of the brands that you already have that right. are both good. Just do that. That's fine. Um, you know, somebody's got to lose, somebody's got to win, mm. but don't both lose. That's stupid. Yeah, That's foolish. It's, it's too much um, like NS, NSFW too, not safe for work. So you're you're not safe for <laughs> right. <laughs> you get dangerous with that L. Yeah. Um, not a fan of what no. I'm hearing. I, I I hope it's all just conjecture. Um. I don't mind the teams. I don't mind the two leagues running their business the way they run their business, even if it means we have to change schedules around a little bit and playing a championship game against each other at the end. Like that would be fine. Um, but the things that I'm hearing right now, which gratefully um, are all just rumors. We thought we might hear something today and we might have even more to talk about on the show. There was no official announcement made today, but there were rumors that that was possible. Yeah. Um, I'm just not liking what I'm hearing, and I'm just warning any Brahmas fans that are watching us right now that, like, if they move the Brahmas out of San Antonio, it no longer fits within the the mission of our show until the Brahmas I come back. Them. It's not something that we would spend a lot of time on. Um, if, even if they stay, um, I mean, I guess that might be good for the Alamo Dome if they're hosting as a as a hub city and, and doing other teams. But they've already talked about, I mean, it's it's all over social media as far as one of the other teams, the Houston, you know, because that's a conflict. Right, because right, there's there's two teams in Houston. What do they stay with? The, the rumor is that it would be the Gamblers over the uh, Roughnecks, which I fully understand. The Gamblers has a lot of spring football history. Um, mm -hmm. Jim Kelly and the whole run and shoot and all of those things um, that took place in the 80s. I get it. Um, I like the Roughnecks branding better than the Gamblers, but I totally understand. Um, you got to pick one, and I get why they would pick the Gamblers over the over the Roughnecks if that's what happens. Would they leave the Brahmas branding alone, do you think? I would hope Or is that so. something else that would be considered to change? So there are some fans that have brought that up. There are some fans that said, hey, let's take this opportunity. I've never been really a fan of it. Um, let's take this opportunity. If we're if we're mixing everything up again, let's do that too. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of that. A, I've I've grown to I've grown accustomed to the mm -hmm. Brahma, and I really like the Cow Skull logo. It's a it's a thing that I've kind of connected with and I enjoy. Um, how and so I don't like that, but what bothers me even more would be that you just sold a lot of merchandise 
over the last year to spring football fans again. And if you rebrand right now, you sold them a lot of merchandise that wasn't good 12 months after they bought it. And you could only do that to people so many times. We've been through that. We went through that with the commanders where we all bought gear and it right. wasn't good 12 months later. There wasn't a team anymore. Now we bought Brahma's gear and they're going to rebrand the Brahma's and our, our, our merchandise is we're going to have to re-up our merchandise again uh, 12 months later. You could only do that to fans so many times before they just go, eh, not doing this, not doing this again. And so that would bother wow. me. Yep. And what else would uh, rhyme with mama? Brahma, mama, rhyme. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you figured out the cheat on that. If it's an <laughs> er, you just change it to her. Like gunsling yeah. hers. You, you've, you already figured out how to do that. You had the command hers. You had the gunsling hers. Brahma you, mama. You figured out you figured out the cheat on that. Brahma mama's just made more sense um on that. So um yeah, I, I don't know. I I know I heard I have seen fans online that are like, hey, let's take this opportunity. I've never really liked the Brahma thing anyway. Let's change it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. For us, just for our branding. Something military or old west works way better in our branding than Brahmas. Um, and so if they were to rebrand into something either military or uh old west sort of uh, uh gunsling or e somewhat something in that um sort of vein, that would be great for us on a branding level. Um, but man, I don't know that I, I I have never been more glad that I didn't buy a jersey. Let me say it that way. With all yeah, we just don't know. And then there's also the rumors about that that you know everybody knows Brahmas was a Dwayne Johnson thing, The Rock, right? Right. And and there's there's rumors out there about uh, the uh, possibility of him and, and Danny Garcia being out because uh, their email addresses for their their XFL email addresses apparently are not working anymore. Sending back uh, undeliverable notices all of a sudden, um, which is curious. Uh, as an email administrator. They could be trying to get a new email with the new brand. Maybe I'm. I'm just throwing it out. Maybe. Yeah. Like maybe. But there's usually a domain type of thing. You don't. You don't just turn off one domain until you have another. Until you have the other domain in place. So that's true too. It's it's you it's try a, not to. Yeah. You, yeah. You try it's a lot of. Yeah. Streamline it. It's yep. it's a lot of conjecture right now. A lot of uh, rumors and and going back and forth. I, I suspect we'll. We'll know pretty soon. Um, but, you know, a lot of what we're hearing makes me nervous, just like you, Philip. Yeah, it does. Now, the one thing that I will say, because it's not all doom and gloom, um, they're still advertising and and selling tickets, season ticket stuff. Um, they're not as hitting it like super hard, but they never have been. Like they've always it's been true. sort it's of slow on the marketing lackluster. side of things. And I thought the fact that uh, just today the Battle Hawks released a new ticket package just today, and I'm like, do you do that if you know everything is about to change? Um, do do you really roll out a new um, like party platform or party area that they're they're setting up in in St. Louis? Do you do that if everything is about to change? Don't they send out a memo that says, hey, uh, put a hold on everything for a few? 
uh, days while we figure out what's going on here. Don't announce anything new uh, while we figure out what's happening here. You'd think. Yeah. You would think. Well-run well, organizations will... do. Well, I so. will say podcasting is still going strong. I received a message from Amanda today asking me to join her on January 13th um, in Houston. They're having a charity for the women's shelter. Very so cool. Very, block very out cool. your calendar. And I was like, yes, count me in. So, I mean, we're still kind of like in business. We're going to keep rolling with the podcast. Other podcasters are going to keep on sure. going, setting up, you know, community service events, which I'd love to be a part of. But um, so somebody let us know. So that's all we know about the XFL-USFL merger. It's not a lot, and everything that we do know is just conjecture, and we're not really sure what's true and what's not. It is what it is. We'll find out more information. And then I'm sure uh, sometime in, in the week or so after any announcement is made, we'll all three jump on here and go, okay, um, here's why this is okay, or here's why this is not okay, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, let's wrap up tonight as much as you guys probably don't want to talk about it with what's happening in the NFL, baby. Yeah. NFL football. Aren't we all excited? Hey, you guys get to play each other this week. Chicago and Denver playing each other. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to change for this segment. I got to change okay. my hat. Change your hat. Um, change your hat. I got to. I gotta change my hat out because uh, hey. Leo said I wouldn't do it, so I gotta do it. There you go. There's a Cowboys fan wearing a a Washington Commanders hat. Cowboys fan wearing a Washington Commanders hat. You I thought, thought for a second it was it. Wonder Woman. I would never wear a Chiefs hat ever. <laughs> I've worn a Chiefs hat at ever. Um, Not this guy, no. Or Raiders. Raiders hat. Yeah. Mm, not um, no. Oh, well, Jim Renee also for, for the Bears, dealing with darkness in in the NFL world. He is a Jaguar fan, and they are not having this season. They yeah. thought they would have. Um, well, you know, I'm just going to say for the Bears, I think they need to let uh, Justin Fields be Justin Fields. Um, I know he's made a comment saying that they're I think that makes his... the problem. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope he's Justin Fields this weekend. <laughs> I don't know who he was last weekend. I have no idea, but I'm just saying, I, I know he made the comment that the coaches were trying to like have him, you know, not be the player that he is. And this, we'll see, see we'll see, but, but that's not he didn't stuff show that, up last week. That's not stuff that the leader of your team and the quarterback of your team should be saying. He shouldn't be podium. saying, no, I, like, I agree with that. Even if that's true, even if that's the way you feel, that is not conversation from the podium. That may be conversation in the locker room. That may be conversation in the meeting room. That may be conversation with your coaches or your owners. It is not conversation for the quarterback to be having with the media. That is yeah, that, that, is, was, that fake, that's that a fake hug with the coach. That was a oh mistake. my god, that was horrific. That's just that a mistake. Teacher. Jim Renee says final score in Denver, Chicago nine, Denver nine. Oh, hey. God, that would suck. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> the game is in Chicago, by the way, not Denver. But oh, yeah, that would Chicago. We'll ta I'll take that it. would be that would be something, wouldn't it? Wow. Talk, talk um, about it. Yeah. Ending in a tie. So we answered the question of which team is worse. They're both worse. They're both, <laughs> both equally worse. bad. 
Um, <laughs> hey, look. Is it is it possible to play an entire NFL game and all of overtime with zero points scored? I Can we have possible. a 0-0 tie? No. But look, the problem isn't the offense in Denver. The problem is no. the defense. The problem is the defense. What does it take to get a defensive coordinator fired? Because giving up 70 points in a game obviously is not enough. That wasn't it. I don't know why it wasn't. I, I mean, if I do my job that poorly, my butt is out the door. Like, like sure. here's your box. Take your stuff. Have a For nice sure. life. But some for some reason in the NFL, you can be a defensive coordinator and give up your unit, give up 70 points in a game and pretty much give up playing. And you still got a job the following week. Oh, I don't get it. That's I was Boring. I was rooting for the Dolphins to score more points in the second half. Lolis gave up. Halftime, she was done. She's like, oh, I no. can't watch this. I'm gonna go clean house. She'd rather clean house than watch that game, the rest of that that's game. A bad, I'm, that's a bad game. I'm sitting there rooting for the Dolphins. I'm like, okay, Dolphins, pile it on. Let's go. Let's make this so bad that we get Vance Joseph out of there because he was not a hire that I or any other Bronco fan I know was a fan of because we Scoring already see what he does. At will. Will. Just yeah. scoring at will. Um it was it was ugly. I, I mean, it was ugly. I was watching Red Zone in the early uh, window of of Sunday, and they kept going back because they show every touchdown. So they were showing a lot of that game. You know, when Miami had the ball, um, they show every touchdown on Red Zone, and man, um, just scoring at will. They would go back to the the game. The it was in Denver, right? No, that was in Miami. Oh no, it was in Miami. They would go back to Miami, and I would be like, "What are we doing? Like a, a game <laughs> rewind here? Because there's they no way that they're scoring again already." Yeah, no, they were. They wanted um, you to see history. They were trying to broadcast <laughs> history. Yeah, they should have oh, kicked the man. field goal. You got a chance to get your name in the record books. You take it. I I appreciate the whole thing with. Uh, the coach and, and trying to be a class act and not wanting to, to, to rub your nose in it or embarrass anybody too much. You've already scored 70 points on them. What's three more. And then you get your book, you get your, your name in the record book, do it. He should have done it. And let's face it. Um, Sean Payton deserves a little bit of this with his big bravado, you know, in the off season or in the preseason talking about Nathaniel Hackett and the worst coach of the worst yeah. coaching job in the NFL ever is I think the terms that he used. And yeah. then he went out three weeks into the season and lost 70 to 20, 20 mm-hmm. to their former ball boy <laughs> yep. that they, that they would not interview for their yeah. head coaching position. Yeah. They wouldn't interview him. This was like, years ago, ow. but yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, Good for him. That's the kind of story you yeah. like to hear. Of a guy, you know, building himself up and coming from the bottom, and you know, some douchebag doesn't want to give him an opportunity, and then you you find out that that he, you know, succeeds elsewhere, and then comes back, and that douchebag is no longer in charge, or you know, any have anything to do with the organization, by the way. But still, 
you know it felt good for him to come back and and put that beaten down on 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 my sure. Broncos. Good for him on that. Sunday, as we were leaving church, I have a member in my church that was uh, caught me and said, hey, I bet you're excited about today because uh, Dallas was going to play Arizona, which by all rights is one of the worst teams mm-hmm. in the NFL. And he's like, I bet you're excited about today. And I said, mm, this is the kind of game that Dallas will go out and lose. Um, and 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 just everybody that's bought into them will go, oh, they're terrible now. Let me tell you, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I know that there's some of you out there, I know there's a lot of you out there because we're in the San Antonio, South Texas area, and Cowboys are, are big here. Stop Quiet it. this week. Stop <laughs> it. I'm looking right in your eyes if you're watching me on, on the camera. Stop it. We beat uh, New York by 40, and you start talking Super Bowl. Stop it. We lose to Arizona in what was one of the worst games uh, that they played in a long, long, long time. And you say, oh, we might as well uh, get rid of Dak and fire Mark McCarthy right now and just start over. Stop it. It's one game. Both of those are just one game. It's a long season. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just write out the season. And hopefully by the end of it, we will have learned something about this team and be able to make a push in the playoffs. But if you're a Cowboy fan out there that keeps getting all excited when we go out and beat the Jets with Zach Wilson and you're like, oh, yeah, Super Bowl, baby. Shut up. Stop it. Just stop it. Just enjoy the season. You could be a Denver fan. You could be a Chicago Bears fan right now. Just enjoy what you're doing right now. Stop it. How about that? (laughs) I'm so tired of Cowboy fan. Man. And I'm also tired of Cowboy hater. Um, just because I hate on cowboy fan does not mean, look, some of you people, I'm looking at you again. Some of you people out there that hate the Dallas Cowboys, you're more worried about whether the Dallas Cowboys lose than you are your team winning. And that's a problem. There's something wrong with that. Um, you're more interested in whether the Dallas Cowboys lose than you are the, the, Oh, they just took him down. Huh? Oh, uh, maybe it was my computer. You froze what? up, but it, maybe it was just me. My wacky internet today. Oh, so I don't yeah. like, that, so I, you I don't like the Cowboys fan. You're right. You don't like I don't like the Dallas Cowboy fan, but I don't like the Dallas Cowboy hater either. Um it's the NFL. So really, who's well, gonna win this week? Like y'all are both here. I, who's I gonna will, win this week? I, it's just gonna be a tie. Work. It's gonna <laughs> be a tie. I'm not pick I'm not picking against the Broncos. The Broncos are gonna beat the Bears this weekend. I'm not gonna say otherwise, but I, I, I will retort to your Cowboys fans versus Cowboys haters. I will say part of the reason why there are so many Cowboys haters is because of the way the Cowboys fans act. Fair. And so they just That's get what, they're just re you know, reaping what they sowed. Fair. Yep. I mean, it's fair. Um, because when you act like when you start strutting around, when you beat Zach Wilson and the Jets and you're like, oh, yeah. the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. And then you go out and you get beat by uh, Arizona. You kind of deserve that. Shut up. Just enjoy your win. Just enjoy it. And be like, <laughs> hey, I'm really people. People would come in on Monday after we beat the Giants 40 to nothing. Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. A, a, 
a division rival in the opening week of the season. We went out there and beat them 40 nothing. And people came into my office, this very office I'm sitting in here right now on Monday. They came through that door right over there and they go, you must be really excited. And I'm like, it was a good win. I liked it. Um, but am I super excited? Am I like polishing uh, a spot for the Super Bowl trophy already? No, it's one win. It 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 was really nice. It's a great way to start the season, but uh, doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. It's one win. It was one loss to Arizona. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop getting so excited. Stop getting so down. Cowboy fans mm-hmm. needn't be talked off the yeah. ledge this week. Yeah, you, you could be 0-3 and coming off a 50-point there you go. Beat down. So yeah, you could have Justin Fields. You can as your always court. be worse. <laughs> yes, you can. You could have. Please take yeah. him. Actually, right? <laughs> you so you so mad about Dak being your quarterback and throwing an interception at the last part of the game? Chicago will take Dak off your hands right now. Straight up trade for Justin Fields. Straight up. For that matter, I bet Leo would take Dak for uh, Russell Wilson right now. Straight up. <laughs> mm, I'd consider it. <laughs> I'd take him. Um, hey, it's the NFL season and it's real early. What you think you know right now, you don't know. What you well, think you know right now, you don't know. I, I know the Broncos and the Bears are bad. I know that. <laughs> They're um, not going to make the playoffs. I know that. <laughs> but beyond burned. that, what we think we know, we don't know. Um. <laughs> Just enjoy football season. Stop trying to prognosticate anything. One of the big problems, and I say this as a guy that does sort of media with football um, here with our show, but one of the big problems that has been created by 24-hour sports media is everybody feeling like they need to predict everything. Um, it's betting culture, and it's it's sports talk radio or sports talk, you know, ESPN being 24 hours. But everybody at the beginning of the season needs to tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl. Stop it, man. Just enjoy the season, man. Just have fun, you know, week in and week out. Hey, losing football is still football. My my uh, wife, you know, Lolis and I and Jesse, we went not this past weekend, but the weekend before to Denver and watched them lose to the commanders. And we had a great man. time. We, had, we, we should have won that game, but we had a great time despite the loss. I am not not the losses. I am not the guy that will blame things on officials, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've been paying attention to Denver all season long. We got hosed something. Sean Payton did to NFL officials, tick them off. He used to get hosed on calls back in new Orleans. He left the NFL for three or four seasons, whatever it was. He's come back in Denver and there are several times. There was clear pass interference on that two, second on that two point conversion at the end of that Commanders game. Oh yeah, clear. Oh yeah, clear defensive pass interference that did not get called. I do not understand what they were looking at or why they didn't throw a flag on it. Um, because you're not giving them the points, you're just giving them the opportunity to convert on that play. But it was clear. Uh, I, and after that, really wild hell mary that was really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I wish you had converted on the two-point conversion just because Hail Marys never work, and it worked. Yeah. And and it stinks for it to work, and then nothing to come out of it. It reminds yeah. me of um, John Carney. Do you remember John Carney, kicker for um, New Orleans back New Orleans, in the yeah. early 2000s? 
so New Orleans needed to win a game against Jacksonville to keep their playoff hopes alive on the last game of the season. They were down by seven points, by a touchdown. Um, and there was no time left on the clock. There was th- two seconds, three seconds, something like that. And Jacksonville had to kick off. Kickoff? No, it wasn't a kickoff. I'm sorry, it was a play. They ran a play. They did that whole hook and lateral, tossing the ball, absolute chaos. Um, and in the end, New Orleans picks the ball up, runs it into the end zone. They are down by one point with the extra point left to kick. Jim Hazlitt is the coach at the time. And John Carney went out, and he was one of the best kickers in the league. This is before they moved the extra point back to make it a little difficult. It was a chip shot. Give me extra point. He misses the extra point. Their season ended Mm. after this amazing uh, last-second hook and lateral chaos play because their kicker mixed the extra point and did not send it to overtime. Um, it, It means nothing. You know, you, yeah. you do this amazing thing on the field and it means nothing. And that that Hail Mary kind of felt that way, where you do this amazing thing happens on the field and then it doesn't mean anything. So it's not that big a deal. So yeah, it was tough, but we had fun. Yeah, football football is fun. It's a great sport. I'll continue to be a Broncos fan. I'm sure RC is gonna continue to be a Bears fan. We'll bear with it. Look, people, oh, I'll take bear all with- the hate. All the hate that I get as being a Broncos fan, and all the 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 rubbing, the ribbings that I get, uh, uh, it well deserved after that fifty point loss. But <laughs> but I'm I'm a Broncos fan. Will always be a Broncos. I got to see my team win three Super Bowls in my lifetime. Right, right. In my lifetime, I witnessed it. I you know yep. I saw it. Not something Same. that my my dad or my grandpa or uncle you know, told me about way back when I got to see, and I only wanted one. I was like, give me one after those three really bad losses um, in the, in the, uh, you know, early Elway days, I just wanted one and I got three. So, Hey man. Hey, you got to see your team win three Super Bowls in your lifetime. I've got to see my team wins three Super Bowls in my lifetime. RC, you got one. <laughs> I remember I remember doing the Super Bowl shuffle. So there, booyah, mic drop. To be fair, you, you went to a second um, against uh, um, Indianapolis back in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rex Grossman made it to a Super Bowl. And and that is my – that is my – People that are like, Dak will never get the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. I'm like, Rex Grossman, Brad Johnson, Trent Gilfer. <laughs> like, these guys got, got got teams to the Super Bowl. A couple of them even won them. That's right. You're telling me That's Dak right. Prescott isn't as good as Trent Dilfer? He's as good Everyone as Trent yeah, He's way better. By the way, before I forget, you said Brad Johnson, which reminds me. Happy birthday, happy David. birthday, David Olvera. Birthday was yesterday. Happy so we're birthday. Well, happy Ooh. birthday, David Olvera. We love you. Happy um, birthday. We're, we're always going to remember those days, and uh, Philip is always going to have that over his head. Never going to live the- that down. <laughs> Never going to live that down. Okay. Uh, every time I hear yeah, Brad Johnson's worry. name, I'm going to think of David Olvera. Jordan Stubing says, Phil, let's relive the glory days. I'll bring the VHS player. Well, yeah, 
Um, that's what you have to do to see the Cowboys win the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe. <laughs> they got just as good a shot as anybody else except the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears. So, um. That's enough. <laughs> True. Man, it's exciting time. Uh, as, as, as weird as things are, in the XFL right now, and as as um, concerning as that is, I'm still super excited about football around San Antonio simply because of the gunslinger news. Yes. Um, we went out. If you'd asked me at the end of last season what things could happen to make you super excited about next year's gunslingers team, I would have said, let's go get Tom Manasa to go to the IFL. And we've done both of those things. Um that is exciting. Like we got what I feel like is the best coach in indoor football and we went into the best league in indoor football where I made a joke about it, but pay attention. He said, he being Todd Triton, the commissioner said that the teams that have succeeded already did not have to build toward that success. There is enough parity in this league that teams that were awful the year before can be championship teams. That means teams that weren't there last year, can also be championship teams. It is not unreasonable to think that the gunslingers can compete for a championship in this league. And Coach Tom Manos will tell you that it is not only possible, it's going to happen. That's so, all he's looking forward to, he said. That's it. Right. That's what he's most excited about, winning a championship. Huge. Huge. Yep. Let's do it. Well, there it is. Uh, we will be back. We don't know when. This is kind of our September show. Um October is starting in a week, less than a week. Very um, we expect to jump on sometime in October. Uh, don't really know when that's going to be. Um, we know that some players are dropping next week, and maybe if those are really, really huge announcements and we can make contact with one of them, maybe uh, you see us here in the next couple of weeks while we bring you some of the new gunslingers and, and talk with some of them. I'd love yeah. to have... I'd love to have one of the new players and one of the old players. Uh, you want Kali to come on. Oh, are you saying yeah. he's coming back for sure? Like, Sure. Is that yes, what we're saying? I'm saying that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I'd love know to that. have him on the show. I don't know that, but I'd love to have him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, with that being said, I think that that wraps up all of the talk about not only the gunslingers, our gunslingers now in the IFL, the Indoor Football League, but a little bit of talk about the XFL merger because I know some of you were probably hanging out and looking for that. And I had to rib these guys about their NFL teams because while, yes, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, they are not the Broncos or the Bears. No, um, so I, I still am leading amongst this group right here. I am right. not in fantasy football. I went out in fantasy football and got lucky enough to get Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes on the nice. same team. And I am one and two. Mm. It happens. Yeah. What is going on? It like the <laughs> best running back and the best quarterback in the league. Fantasy wise, numbers wise, who are your wide receivers? Uh, I got I got Calvin Ridley. Um, who are my? I got Calvin Ridley, and I've got mm, oh, you don't know their names. I'm on St. Brown, St. Brown. I'm on Raw St. Brown in. Uh, okay, I'm on Raw. Yeah, yeah, Detroit. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good um, 
uh, I was like, T. Hill, I don't have Tyreek Hill. I'm playing against the girl that has Tyreek Hill this week. Uh, yeah, I'm on St. Brown and, and Ridley are my two. Uh, and I've also got Tyler Lockett on the bench. Man, also Tyler Lockett's on, one of those guys. Huh? I'd say it also depends on who you're playing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Well, so I was supposed against. to win going away last week. This week, I was supposed to win going away. Um, the little ESPN graph had me in the green and her in the red at the end of Sunday's games, uh, Sunday afternoon's games. And then Sunday night, uh, uh, what's his name? Devontae Adams takes the field and scores 42 points mm-hmm. in fantasy. And then she had Mixon the next night, and she came back and, and won by just a handful of points over me because she had somebody that went out and scored 42 yeah, points. Yeah, that's why you lose, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fantasy football. Yeah. That's part of the fun of it. That's why they call fun. it fantasy. Fun. Fun. <laughs> fun. Uh, it is what it is. But, hey, it's yep. not always about fantasy football. Sometimes it's about real football. And when it comes to real professional football, no matter where it's played, if it's uh, in Phoenix or over in Bay City or up in Albuquerque, San Diego. Uh, over in San Diego or Tucson or even in Las Vegas, down in Jacksonville um, or all the way up in Massachusetts, wherever football is played, professional football, we are finding out day after day that the 2-1-0 got something to say bang bang <laughs>